welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hey, buddy. That's right. We're going back to the 90s. We want to give you some excitement here on the movie Graveyard. Oh, yeah. Zach, ain't, are we going to take them back to the time when the the Stone Age met the Rock Age? The fucking Stone Age, baby. We're not doing that movie. We're not doing that movie. We're doing Encino Man, one of the most Kino fucking movies ever made. So, Very Kino. So much Kino Cuisino going on. And I only, the true Kino files, my boy was saying, they eat kids' cuisine. And when you fucking mix that kids' cuisine with fucking Kino, we're watching, we're calling it Kino Cuisino. We're watching, we're calling it Kino Cuisino. Exactly. Chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. And then like that little, what was that little square that always had like a, like a burn ass brownie baked into it? Remember that shit? Fuck that shit. That you tried to bake that brownie. It always came out like fucking, like uh like a fucking melted like pudding. It was like pudding, mm. baby. Fuck you. But it was always good. I always ate it anyway. Oh, it was good. Like the like the top like quarter inch of it was like a brownie. Exactly. The inside was like pudding. Exactly. <laughs> that, that pudding gets that skin on it. Fucking, it's like that. Gets that skin on it. Okay, so grab your uh, DVDs. Grab your digital streams. Don't grab your Blu-rays because they don't exist. <laughs> Fucking Disney <laughs> sucks. Not 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 even in Germany. <laughs> fucking why has our boys and fucking uh what what do they what do they call themselves? Fucking uh, uh the 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 fucking Cuisino, if you will, a fucking Blu-ray releasing fucking uh, Criterion. Why haven't they picked this up? Yeah. What are they waiting for? What are they waiting uh, for? Apparently, they're very low T because um first of all, they let the name Kino get stolen from them. They did. So then they had to settle for Criterion, and then they dropped the ball by not putting out Enkino, man. We need to make the fucking the superior version Christ Tyrion, where we're the fucking where it's yeah. just gonna be the Christ logo. We're gonna fucking yeah, we're gonna put out the shit they don't want to put out. Like we're, we're the true concrete cocks. We'll do it three words: Christ, era, in, because we are in the era of Christ. Exactly. Fuck Very it. based. So grab your remotes. I have it paused at the 10 second mark and what you'll be seeing at the 10 second mark on the digital stream and hopefully on the DVD as well is it's a little, I missed this logo, Zach. This was a very fond logo in my childhood because mm. I saw it in front of lots of awesome movies. Exactly. Uh, f- a film studio called Hollywood Pictures that Disney has killed because they are very low T and we'll get into Disney low T-ness later. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the Sphinx logo. So good. And it says Hollywood Pictures. I'm gonna say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say the word go, hit play on your keyboards or your Apple TV 4K remotes. You ready, Zach? Hell yeah. One, two, three, go. You know what I was just thinking of? What? I was just thinking about how in between the paws of all those little slats in that logo, you could put your boner dick there and it would fit perfectly. You could just put them Oh, you think so? Put them through all of those slats. Fucking just like Kind of massage up and down. Fucking, that's the way to fucking foreplay with that logo. If I was gonna have sex with it. What? What do you mean if? Exactly. Exactly. Fucking. Who directed this movie? Less. It just showed his. Uh, it said less something. Less Claypool from. That's Primus. what I was thinking. This movie would have been ding, better ding, ding, ding. if they going would've... down to South Park. Gonna have a real good time. They fucking. Brendan Fraser. They hired the wrong <laughs> less. Yeah, Megan Ward. Megan. Fucking 
Ward. I bow. Yes, Queen. Yes. yes. I fucking she's she did three movies uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe four, but I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I forget one. She did fucking Joe's apartment. Played the, yeah, the Stacy the, the Stacy girlfriend to the main character Joe. She played uh, in this movie. She plays the Stacy girlfriend to the main character Link or Sean Astin, I guess, uh, which is kind of clumsy. We'll we'll get to that. And the, the way it pans out, she she kind of tells him that she's not into him. She acts like she's not into him through the whole movie. But then at the end, she's like, "I want to go with Link." But then like some shit happens where they find yeah. out Link's a caveman. And then she's like, "Okay, I guess we can fuck now. I guess all I'll of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, you're not cringe anymore." Which, by <laughs> the way. I said I would point out every chance I could how low T Disney is. I want to. We were five seconds into this film, uh, Zach, and the in the Disney showed their low T uh, hand really early. Uh, before anything really came on, it was just a, a special caption came on because I had the subtitles on. It said "closed captioning made possible by uh, Buena Vista Television Services." Now it's like okay, like. Like, if you're a hard-of-hearing person and you acquire this movie and you pay your money, are you supposed to bow down to Disney for giving you subtitles so you could watch the movie? Like, isn't that, like, just the most bare minimum they could have done? Like, do we have to really thank them or give them credit or a pat on the back for that? Fucking, it is the bare minimum. That's what's, that's so funny. It's it's funny, too, because sometimes I'll watch... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that's like... I feel more comfortable watching movies with the subtitles on because I feel like mm-hmm. I don't want to miss anything. And I feel like whenever... Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, Yeah, I just... For some reason, it adds a layer of comfort. I don't need it, but I prefer it. But, like, yeah. Sometimes I notice nowadays they'll actually put ads... Like extra ads in the subtitles. <laughs> really? Like we want to sell more. That's horrible. The, yeah. Like what the fuck? Like they'll just put like brackets and they'll say, uh, "Advertise here on fucking uh, call right now." And it's like fucking. Why do you do that? Why Why would you do that? Fucking. Uh, we're We're gonna hit the deaf with even more. We gotta. They gotta consume even more. Hell yeah. Whatever though. I don't really care. I'm just. <laughs> In the end of the day, it is bad. We need to get you a YouTube channel. You're like those guys on YouTube who, f- who are fighting the culture war, and they make a video about everything that pisses them off. <laughs> I was just gonna because uh, there's that new uh, that new Poly Shore uh, joint coming out. That Pinocchio. It's crazy because there's like three different Pinocchio things coming out at the same time. There's I a know. There's oh, a, so so why why do we go 80 years in between Pinocchios and now we get them all at once? Exactly. So out of nowhere there. It was trending on Twitter that Polly Shore had a new Pinocchio movie come out. I thought Polly uh, Shore is in that new movie that Gelmo del Toro is doing about Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> because there's one like <laughs> That's that. what I thought too. There's one from Gelmo del Toro being worked on. And then there's one coming out from Disney, which has uh, Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. And uh, that's a thing. And then fucking this one. And the, this one, I, I watched the trailer for it. And it's, it is. It's our boy right here who's showing up on screen now. Polly Shore, sir. Sir, Polly Shore. We love you. Paul Montgomery Shore, his whole name. Fucking a king was born. And uh, 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 one day fucking uh, we, we need the Shore renaissance that I, I believe will happen one day. I think it's coming. Yeah. When he hits 60, we'll get it finally. Quentin Tarantino just needs to cast him in the right role, I think. Could you imagine if Polly Shore would have played Charles Manson at Once Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood? Oh, God, the cum. <laughs> I, I would came so fucking all over myself. 
Like even with the with the movie theaters being closed at some places for like eight nine months during the pandemic, they still would have been shipping it off the walls. Mm-hmm. So basically, for anybody not watching along with us, we're, we're meeting our main characters here. We're seeing their they live in the suburbs in Sino, California, and uh, they're just hanging out. Basically, our boy Sean Aston is a uh, digging a big hole. Isn't that funny that he's digging that big ass hole with just that shovel? Like he didn't get any yeah. fucking body to come in, use a truck. How long do you think that'd take using that shovel? It's like, yeah. Like what's his family, man? Like slave labor. They make the 16 year old son <laughs> dig, dig the pool himself with like no explanation, by the way, just zero explanation. Why he has to do this. And there's giant boulders and vines. Like there's no way, a. a a 16-year-old kid could, uh, you know, clear that shit out by himself. You know what? I think that Megan Ward, Megan fucking Ward is just so hot that, like, he met her, like, when they were in kindergarten, right? He's like, mm. man, I kind of like her. I think she's going to grow up to be really pretty. Fucking, she's mm. going to be really pretty. And Dad told me that, like, fucking, if I, do, if I take this shovel and I dig in our backyard one day, I, we can have a pool, and I'm going to take her to prom. We're going to go to the party after. We're going to go to my pool, and I'm going to kiss her on the, on the prom night. And fucking he started digging that hole that night when he was in kindergarten. And now he's so close. He's in high school. It's almost done. And fucking, he's gonna stumble upon the caveman. See, we we needed like, a, if they ever reboot this, we can have the series where they go into more behind the scene, behind the, yeah. the raw detail. We get the little details. Like we're we're getting ready to run into his uh, uh, Megan fucking Ward right now, and uh, it's kind of funny because. <laughs> I noticed this. I feel like I'm talking way too much. You could go ahead if you want to. No, you're talking. No, the only the only note I had at this point when you said if they adapted, we get more in depth. I was like, yeah, if we could do this on HBO Max or Showtime now, you know, you know how they always try to make everything all edgy and dark because it doesn't have like a rating. It's just on streaming. Then Sino Man TV show, he would be actually be digging a hole in the backyard for Megan Ward for after he rapes and uh, oh. defiles and murders her body, a place to stick her. That's why he would be digging it in the. Uh, made for Showtime original and exactly. Sino Man series. We're, we're actually uh, there's some weird shit like that in here. Fucking, we're getting ready to find out. Uh, uh, it's it's really uh, convenient that they just happen to go to school the same day that they're learning about these underground glaciers, and yeah. in the same class, uh, fucking uh, cavemen. Oh, yeah. look at that tweaking her butt. Tweak. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say we could just do the whole commentary of just reading the subtitles of. Uh, <laughs> Polly's, uh, <laughs> Polly's, uh, exactly. Polly Shore was just commentating, fucking Megan Ward getting felt up by the, the jock, uh, douchebag, uh, character in the movie that Sean Aston is like, fucking, he wants to date Megan Ward, but this guy seems to be the guy. And it, it, I was gonna mention because it seems really weird because it, it almost seems like, uh, you know, what happens whenever you write the script and then like rewrite the script. Megan Ward's character seems to go uh, like fucking back and forth between like I n like barely acknowledging that he exists to like fucking being acquaintances to being like fucking I don't know it's so weird like whenever he shows her the picture he's like oh don't forget we've been naked together she's like oh wow yeah you show anybody that I, I don't know if I get the impression that she even knew he existed before this movie kind of takes place but he kind of looks at her like exactly. fucking he's been after her his whole life like has he ever even because later on in the movie whenever he uses his one phone call uh to call her to ask to go to the prom like a fucking idiot instead of calling his parents 
she says no, <laughs> and then the ultimate bomb is dropped. Like, uh, I don't want to go with you. Uh, Bikini ass Link, I kind of want to go with Link. And at that point, it's just like, oh shit, what, what, why would you do that? But that... <laughs> why are you obsessed with the end of the movie already for like ten minutes? <laughs> I know, but it's like, what, what if she didn't even know? I, because that's what I was gonna bring up. That, that's a meme now. When he looks like that, fucking Chad. Yeah, I was gonna say I was sharing those memes of the Chad. That's so good. You know you gotta be a Chad bully to lean into the camera or in this in the world of the movie, he leans into the vision of Sean Astin and then he does his little head nod thing. His that, little no 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 wiggle. That cave man is clearly Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's lying. See right here he says uh uh fucking Crow Magnum man, he he took what he wanted and that included his women. And because at first she goes, That's dope, I'd go out with him and then he goes Oh, fuck. He basically tells her, like, uh, basically uh, the way, you know, uh, humans kept going back then was uh, basically there was no consent involved. They just fucking, they just clubbed you and took you. Really crazy. Shit. And then she goes, that's barbaric. But looks turned on. It's like, did she just get turned on by uh, the idea of raped by a caveman? Or does she just have the hots for that teacher who is uh, our boy uh, fucking uh, from, Rick Duke, come on. Yeah, yeah. from Little Monsters, and he's already gone. Mm-hmm. His cameo was that short. I, I was going to say, can you imagine just a couple years before this, he had a co-starring role with Tom Hanks in The Burbs, and now mm-hmm. he gets one, just like three years later, he gets like one scene in Encino Man. Yeah. Which, by the way, we didn't point out either, like uh, Megan Ward's best kind of bimbo friend who's like really... By the way, this is a Disney movie, Zach, but it's... um. It's a, like a teen Disney movie. It, well, technically, it's a Hollywood Pictures movie, so they 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 wouldn't let her like like yes, this is a Hollywood Pictures film. Like they wouldn't put the Disney name on it, so they could be more raunchy. Mm-hmm. Even though it's PG thirteen, it's being full teen. So like yeah, like it's like her uh, Megan Ward's best friend played by the Babylicious young Robin Tunney. So pretty, um, so pretty. Yeah, she she got all hot and horny when she saw a picture of um of a caveman, and that's when the uh, like you said the teacher. Um, you know, he gave the speech that, that, you know, cavemen would just rape and stuff. I love how the dog was just laying on, like, like a basically a bouncy board with some gravel on top of it. Chad. Make it look like the ground was... Chad. But, yeah, but I don't know if you know this. A little bit of uh, fun trivia found on IMDb, Zach, is the, the teacher explaining the concept of caveman rape to her. That actually uh, really uh, heavily inspired Gaspar Noah, the French director, to make the film Irreversible many years later. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that a joke or is that real? <laughs> no, it's, it's real. That sounds so random that it's just like that has to be either the greatest joke ever or fucking just completely true. Because it's just, it's one of those things that like fucking I could see somebody just like, hell yeah. that Fucking this movie is just inspiring Kino left and right. How can it not be on Criterion by now? I Well, how could a Criterion not be retitled Encino? Exactly. <laughs> I mean. Fucking at this point, you might as well. Fucking Monica Belushi in that movie. What a what a Stacy. What a Stacy. I know. Uh, I know. Fucking it's so pretty. Be, like so I want to cover that movie so bad, but like I feel like it would be so hard. Like, we'd have to choose our words so damn carefully while covering that thing. Exactly. Fuck. Basically, we could just say all the sex jokes we want and then just reverse them so they have to like. They don't sure. even know what we're saying. Maybe we could just fucking. We'll, we'll do something clever. We'll think about it. So, yeah, so some more trivia here, and this is, like, uh, something I didn't even know till today, actually, doing research. 
Um, I mean, Encino was like a little bit like random, you know, for the American audience of the title, but like overseas, like nobody would really know what yeah, Encino yeah. was because Encino is just a, basically a suburb in California. So like for the UK, this is actually ta- uh, titled California Man. California Man. Which like that, like, I mean, Encino, I understand like the logic, like more people in the UK have heard of the state of California than have heard of the town of Encino. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, California Man sounds like you're just going to watch a movie about some surfer guy or something. And, and fucking, uh, I, I can't say if I was like back in the day, I was living uh, in the UK or wherever it was called that. And I was like, I'm going to go see a film, Cal- fucking California Man. And then uh, fucking, uh. Uh, I, and then, uh, yeah, I would think like fucking the uh, carrot top on a surfboard, like the fucking uh, chairman yeah. of the board. Cover. Chairman of the board. But then I go and I see it's about this, and it's like you know, it's not all that different than what I expected. <laughs> so I, yeah. I wouldn't be too mad. <laughs> It'd be funny too, because I can't remember which came out first. I think chairman of the board came out maybe like the year, or maybe two years after this. Wouldn't it be funny if in the UK they just retitled that one "California Man" to "Chairman of the Board"? Fucking. Th- that's the thing that they should have done. That would have been so amazing. And again, people would have been like, "Yeah, it kind of makes sense." Yeah, he went from like wanting to wanting to be a guy that made these fucking. Uh, what was the plot of Chairman of the Board? He wanted to make TV dinners that had a TV built in. That yeah. was his big idea. And he's like, "Oh, fucking!" Uh, the whole movie's like, "Oh, we can't do that. Fucking, it'll it'll cost too much." It's like, what a stupid plot for a movie. Like, fucking, it's kind of brilliant actually. Now I think about it. Is there, were, I don't know gonna, what it is. You were going to try to convince me it was brilliant. And you did just by that fucking breath you took. I believe you already. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I remember when Chairman of the Board came out, like, it reminded me so much, like, for, for some reason, but, like, just, like, the style of the movie, the marketing. It reminded me so much of that Bobcat Goldweight movie, Hot to Trot, where he has the talking horse and the corporation and, like... <laughs> He's like some kind of marketing guy or something, but all that he has to steal the ideas of the talking horse, pass them off as his own. But he's like a really idiot. That's what Chairman of the Board always reminded me of. I love that we live in a world where movies like this exist. Fucking Chairman of the Board, hot to trot, <laughs> so stupid but amazing. Even better, we live in a world where there's a podcast devoted to talking about them. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. They found Link. He's frozen in ice. They take him into the fucking garage. They immediately, the the logic is so weird. They fucking, they immediately decide, okay, fucking, we're gonna be rich. We found a caveman in my backyard. We need, we're gonna be rich. We need to, okay, we're gonna put him up. We're gonna put him in my garage. We're gonna put uh, heaters on him to thaw him out. And then nothing, nothing else is explained. We're just gonna put heaters on him to thaw him out. He, he, of course, uh, cartoon logic. He unfalls and he's okay. He's okay, man. He's yeah. alive and everything. But in real life, if you decide to do that, it'd be like, why would you do that? Why would you assume that the body wouldn't just fall apart if, if because you? Why would you want it to melt at all? Like you, you want it to stay frozen. And, and, and they come back and then they're like, oh, he melted. And it's like, why'd you put heat on him? He's gonna melt regardless. Why'd you do that? I don't get it. It's, it's but it's amazing. It's Kino shit. Well, you know what's funny, too, is, like, they show Polly has to, like, 
you know, they have to hook up ropes to the lawnmower and stuff to pull the big ice block out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, how do they then get the ice block up on, like, the 6,000-pound ice block up on the, like, the little, you know, workbenches and shit that they have them hanging on to follow? Like, that was the one thing that drove me nuts when I watched this the other day. I was like, <laughs> how not the only, fuck did they lift it? Not only that, if Polly can operate heavy machinery, why isn't he just fucking digging the hole for his pool in the first place? Why wasn't? Yeah. Why weren't they using that to dig the hole? Maybe they <laughs> like were scrape it out or whatever. Maybe the idiot was just like posing, pretending like he uh, he he just wanted to trick me into thinking that he's been digging that hole since he was in fucking kindergarten, pussy. Yeah. Beta. He deserves to get shot down by fucking Megan fucking Ward right here, which is happening. We we might have missed it already, or maybe it's coming up, but um. Did you notice, and it was really weird because she has a similar role in Biodome, but did you notice the random, like, 14-year-old uh, Rose McGowan cameo in this film? I did. She has yeah. two little cameos. It's so weird. It's so weird to think that, like, she was 14 because, like, I saw this movie as a kid, and it was like, oh, it's a high school girl. And then, like, I watch it now, and I still just see a high school girl. But, like, yeah, she was 14. It's so weird how her mind uh cements things so, but look look how look how fucking he is sweating like fuck that's like me uh anywhere basically fucking uh big uh, big stud always sweating because i'm big chad uh it's not because i got a disease or anything fucking i always stink and shit <laughs> we we gotta talk about the bully and it's kind of another reason why I really like this movie is I really like the bully in this movie. Which, by the way, the bully has a sidekick, uh, Patrick Van Horn, who also plays uh, Vince Vaughn's sidekick in the movie Swingers. Chad. Did you, did you, pretty Chad camera. But the bully is played by Michael DeLuise, which is the brother of, uh, what's his name, Peter DeLuise and the son of Dom DeLuise. Chad. And it's pretty interesting because, you know, he comes from an acting family and it's... um. He got started on 21 Jump Street when they did teenage flashbacks of his older brother's character. So, like, you see him in a couple episodes, like, when they flash back to, like, you know... Because he looks almost just like his brother, just younger and smaller. So they flash back. And then and then they're just like, screw it. Let's let's write a new character for him. So then he comes on to 21 Jump Street as a completely different guy. <laughs> Even though he's played the younger uh, version of his character. So, like, yeah, like, when he came out in this movie, I knew exactly who it was. And I gotta say, as far as school bullies go, he's pretty good, like... He's not bad. He's not bad. I don't remember anything else he's in besides this. He's just like he's the guy from Encino Man to me. Yeah, I mean to me he's more the guy from Twenty One Jump Street. Um, it look it looks like he's he's done like a bunch of other like little small things. Like he had a bunch of like one one episode, two episode roles on TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like he's done too much lately. Look at this fucking chat. We are seeing Brennan Fraser. He just. He just got uh, fucking uh, the 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 ice just broke. The ice is gonna, gonna break. Break. Fucking it broke, and he is he is he he's got shit in his hair. It, it literally looks like they just fucking they use shit as shampoo back in caveman days, basically. So so we we kind of didn't really explain what the opening sequence was. He died. He was in a cave with his caveman girlfriend. And like there was an earthquake or some, or an avalanche, I guess you should say, and like the the cave like collapsed in on them, so he got like encased, <laughs> he got crushed, <laughs> but so, but somehow he like, I guess he got in the ice, so then that preserved him. 
How could he but, have um, frozen so fast that like he didn't starve to yeah. death? <laughs> like it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But it's amazing. It's good Kino shit. This is Kino Cuisino. You're not supposed to think about it like that. That's what uh dumb people do. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking the smart people are actually the people that never think about anything or question anything that we're watching. This this dog yeah. is is fucking cool though. He just shoved him out of the way like that. Exactly. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, and, and probably, like, I remember this, and probably this was probably even before you were born, Zach. But you know how you keep laughing at how ridiculous the concept of the, this movie is? Yeah. Well, they actually didn't invent this concept. This yeah, was first done in 1984 as a dramatic film called Iceman. Amazing. And I remember when that movie came out and seeing parts of it on cable as a kid. It was a movie with John Lone, Timothy Hutton, Danny Glover, and it was a serious movie. And you know, it was it's literally they find a caveman in the ice, he thaws out, and you know, over time it's just all these scientists studying him and then like they realize like how they're just basically treating him bad by, you know, like making him adapt to uh it, you know yeah it, it is it is kind of weird how that is technically a science fiction idea because we think of it as like oh yeah that could totally happen because we know that disney himself is frozen on ice but we don't know they'll ever unthaw him like he could just be dead and always be dead we assume maybe one day what if there isn't a way to do that he's just dead now maybe well i always heard different things but the thing i mostly heard was that they froze his head like, yeah. they cut his body, head off and froze it with the idea that w- one day they could give him a new body. So, I mean, I mean, I doubt you could, like, put a head on a body. A lot It'd probably twice. be more like a Dude. brain tra- yeah, transplant. So, like, maybe his, maybe Walt Disney's brain is in somebody's body right now and we just don't even know about it. Fucking, that's, that's perfect. And we should just start writing these ideas down because plot <laughs> twist, this should be a fucking a Disney Plus exclusive fucking series where basically fucking... <laughs> We were wrong. Uh, like, it isn't science fiction. They put his brain in a fucking computer, and then they make an AI, and he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've been running this, this fucking place into the ground. You own all these companies. You haven't even put out Encino Man on Blu-ray, and you haven't greenlit Encino Man 2, 3. What's wrong with you? What the fuck? That's the, the, the Kino of the shit we uh, we own know. We Eno. We own know this Kino. We were, we're not we were exposing thinking, it. I, I keep wanting to, to rhyme the words I say after Kino because we were talking about making a, a new pig Latin where it's Kino Latin and you just fucking, like, you you ready to watch some Kino Cuisino to Nino? Fucking, uh, but nobody would uh, know what we're saying. To Nino might be new. We should just mention, how did you feel about when he runs out in the street and he sees the uh, garbage truck? Because it has like the little spikes on it, he thinks it's a woolly mammoth, and the garbage trucks actually makes like an elephant roar. What did you think about that? I thought that was very uh, arti- that took a lot of artistic license, and that was a very Kino moment. Fucking, uh, we're actually seeing it through his eyes because he's got PTSD, which he would because he had to fight for his life every day as a caveman. He had to fight her to survive. Like we take that for granted. Like now we could just go to the supermarket and eat. He had to fucking uh, he had to make sure he brought home that fucking dank ass uh, mate. Cuisine, exactly. Though. But back in the day, out in the fields, he fought for his meals. Teenage caveman. Exactly. This movie really downplays the trauma that would come out of like uh, just waking up one day. Uh, yesterday you were a caveman, and now you just got, you're supposed to be a part of civilized society. And it really makes a joke out of it. I think they really could have made an artistic statement. Maybe they do if we watch 
uh, deeper throughout the commentary, actually. And, uh... See, right away, he starts fucking setting ablaze to everything, uh, fucking everything you know and love, fucking the shit that you own, like, uh, what's that trying to say about <laughs> capitalism and shit, fucking, like, all, and then he's smearing shit on the walls, like, uh, life drives us crazy, we're fucking going to work every day, coming home, smearing shit on the walls, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> do you smear shit on the walls when you come home from a hard day? Oh, I mean, well, I work at home for now, so I do it during the work You're day. just shitting while you're sitting there working? Yeah. Yeah. It's just smearing into the seat. Yeah. I'm just laying in it. Like, and it gets caked up. It looks like the stuff in Brennan Fraser's hair right here. <laughs> why does it? Wait, it literally which, does. He died in a cave avalanche. I never understood why he emerged like he, like, was fell into, like, a red clay bath or something before he died. It does, weird. I never thought of it, but earlier I said it looked like he they shampoo with shit, just diarrhea shit. And it kind of does. It looks like he he just got it like shampooed into his hair. It's just like, yeah. what did they use for that? It looked like maybe pudding. I can't tell. Wow, he's actually got an LA Clippers sticker on his door. That's shocking. Rapping but um, shit. it's yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, let's take a minute to break down Sean Aston's room here, though. How do how would you rate this room? Because remember back then in all the high school movies, the main character always had to have a really cool room. Mm-hmm. He just has like signs and just random shit stapled to the wall. This 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 reads very much like uh, how we know it works, where it's just like some. 30 something like okay i gotta buy a bunch of shit that's gonna be on the walls nobody's gonna pay attention to it with like the set dresser type of thing but like yeah fucking whenever they really think about it and it works uh, like i always remember a lot of movie rooms uh from movies growing up like the brain scan and shit like that but like yeah. this one's very it does it ranks very like fucking just some guy was just like fucking it doesn't even matter what's in the back there's nothing yeah. really to pick up on about his personality fucking uh it's always the easiest whenever they like, yeah, whenever you can you can see like the movie posters or something like that. That's something I would always put in a fucking movie. If I was making a movie, like, write that the, the fucking kid is really like, you just you got to write what you know, baby. You got to write what you know. You got, you got cool posters on a wall and cool shit. I think it's funny now when they do period piece movies for like for kids and like the like, like it'll be like, this is set in 1982 and then the kid will have like, all the posters from 1982 movies like he just got them like the week that they came out in the theater you know what i mean like mm-hmm. See, we were the scene we're fucking polish we're fucking our boy brennan fraser he's going crazy smearing shit on the walls trying to start a fire by rubbing sticks together and shit fucking and then polish you uh, basically uh, f- stuns him by showing, like, uh, his lighter, the flame. Polly Shore's flame on his lighter was really high. Like, you can tell he's a toker. Yeah. You can tell he's yeah. a pot smoker. Uh, but, like, fucking, yeah, that stopped him dead in his tracks because, as we know, the caveman, they never did it. Did the cave, the, 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 fucking, it was hard to, to make a fire back in the day. Now he makes fire from his yeah. hand. He makes fire from his hand. What movie was that exactly. from? Remember that? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, that was, uh, that was fucking Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. Whenever, whenever yeah, it's like been a while since it. That's another one we need to do. I keep farting around on getting a copy and I just never pick it up. So good. No. But yeah. No. Like, this is pretty much, like, story-wise, this is probably, like, the scene of the movie that's, like, the most addressing, like, 
the actual plot of like they're trying to deal with a caveman. You know what I mean? Basically, Sean Astin's character he wants the caveman because he's gonna he's gonna make us popular, man. It's gonna be our ticket to Coolsville. Very low T. And fucking our boy, uh, the great Polly Montgomery Shore, he's like, fucking, I don't want to exploit him. I just want to be his friend. What a Chad. Is is, is Stoney a, a Mary Sue? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Stoney's weird. Well, you know what's funny is, like, you can tell the difference in, like, whatever of decades. Like, a, a decade earlier in the 80s, like, the exact same plot of weird science like they make like this hot ass woman and they take nude showers with them and this one it's two guys trying to get popular by having just like a guy who's like you know functionally kind of like autistic you know (laughs) and all of a sudden they're going like they think they're going to get rich they're going to get which like i kind of understood like the idea of like we're gonna have like the scientific find of the century like we found this dead guy in our backyard like that was before they saw he woke up you know and like i kind of get that angle but once it just like they find him alive and they're just like okay the the thing that's special about him is he's a caveman but then we're gonna like clean him up and cut his hair to where nobody knows he's a caveman it's like how are you gonna get rich and famous off of that (laughs) that makes it awesome well any other way it's like it's like they have the idea maybe the whole movie was built around this scene where it's like oh yeah the fucking i'm too sexy scene where they basically it's a montage of them taking the fucking uh the guy who sticks out like a sore thumb and makes him look fucking new and popular the woman whatever maybe all of them were just like fucking they were just sitting in a room writing down like all the different things they could do and they're just like fucking a caveman you know write that one down we'll put it keep it coming fucking prostitute fucking pretty woman the script's already (laughs) written right there give me another one I, I come on, give him fucking come. old woman, uh, 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 Robin Williams, and old makeup, fucking Mrs. Delphire. They, they didn't all have to be the same exactly. The, that one, he was uh, playing, the, you know, fucking with the broom and uh, acting like it was uh, making the dude looks like a lady and shit. Fucking, uh, yeah. They're just coming up with montage ideas and making movies. Dude's got a penis. Hell dude. yeah, that's what it should have been. Well, by the way, here's some more mind-blowing trivia for the scene we just saw. Uh, for the scene where Link is in the bath, Brendan Fraser was popping real bath beads into his mouth. He had a bucket nearby to spit them into after each take. Why didn't he just spit them into the bath? What, what is what is uh, uh, bath beads? I'm not even sure. That that, that sounds I, I, like... Honest, honestly, I have no idea. That's like middle-class no shit. I was, I was fucking... Uh, my, my parents, like, whenever we ran out of fucking uh, shampoo, they put water in it, and you had to take fucking watery, soapy, nasty fuck. You had to wash your hair with some watery shit for, like, two days until we, had, we got some new shit. Remember that? I remember just, like, the <laughs> shampoo when I was... No, but I remember the shampoo when I was a kid was, like, a junk. It was, like, hand soap is now. It was just, like, this clear red or green shit in a bottle and it like it would it would bubble up but it's like compared to the shampoo we have now like yeah like i don't even think it was really shampoo like shit look he just he just flipping i love that right there where it cuts to stony he's just reacting to fucking sean astin trying to show uh link how to not be autistic basically and fucking stony's just being autistic fucking trying to start a fire in his lap Uh, 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 and that's one of my favorite parts of the movie i always laugh at that okay i have some trivia here that i'm actually going to call bullshit on because i don't i don't i'm not buying it 
Okay, <laughs> supposedly Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage were both considered for the role of Link before Brendan Fraser was cast. Oh. Okay, Jim Carrey maybe. That was before Ace Ventura, and I think he was on A Living Color. I could see kind of. <laughs> Nicolas Cage was could not have been considered for Link. You know why? Because you would cast him. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't consider and say no. Could you imagine Nicolas Cage? Like, this would have been one of his iconic characters that they would have showcased in the unbearable weight of massive talent. Exactly. Like, like the guy would have had, like, wax dummies of of Nicolas Cage's Link in his uh, that, place. Basically, that would have solidified him as, like, fucking uh, pop culture royalty. Like, I've always been on the Nicolas Cage bandwagon. I've always thought he was super interesting. One of the most interesting A-list actors. Uh, fucking, uh, see, I think people like him fucking make Hollywood still at least a little interesting. Like, the people yeah. that aren't, like, the... Uh, the uh what's that guy's name the fucking uh oh god he was like, I tom holland him fucking uh <laughs> so many of them they got it's everybody's so bland now guardians of the galaxy guy very bland oh chris pratt fucking, yeah everybody named chris pretty much man maybe that's just like uh it's like basically it starts with a c it is like the grade of a c like you're an okay but you're the average person i give you effort a c for effort yeah now this is where they have to uh, convince Sean Astin's uh, parents that uh, even though the house is clearly smeared and shit now, uh, <laughs> broken into, smeared and shit, but now they have to convince him that um, you know that Link here, which what they named him, Link is actually a foreign exchange student, and the mom and dad argue, and the mom's like, I would have remember if a foreign kid was coming to live with us for six months, and the dad's like, I think I do remember something like that. It's fine, honey. Have you ever like got one over on your parents like that? I can't really say. Like, I think maybe, think, like, just little, like little tiny shit. Like, oh, you said you were going to take me here, and, and like, oh no, but you said, but you, like maybe something like that, but like, like not it. like. Yeah, every once in a while you would get lucky, and your parent would yeah. just like confuse something you said before as like, oh yeah, maybe I do remember that. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, okay, yeah, hell yeah, that's Chad shit. Basically, was it that you got lucky, or were you just really eight thousand IQ and you were laying the the seeds to your future? Uh, you know, I was gonna say demise, but it's the opposite of demise. It's fucking, uh, fucking uh, the greatness. You were laying the seeds of your greatness. Well, you, if you think about it, Zach, it actually kind of makes sense. Okay, like you are made up of DNA of your mom and your dad right so you're you are literally a physical combination of your mom and your dad okay mm -hmm. so doesn't it make more sense that you're more powerful than them because exactly. you have you have both of them combined both their powers combined is you exactly a little a little bit of his came a little bit of her came got together yeah. fucking, uh, it, it created you that's a good a good thing to live by are you ready for some more trivia that I refuse to believe? Okay. Go for it. All right. As he's Eight dancing months... with a dog right there. <laughs> yeah, up on his shoulders. You know it's probably pissing all over the side of his jacket. <laughs> uh, eight months before the film's release, a naturally mummified body of a man from 3300 BC was found in the Austrian Alps. He was eventually named Otzi the Iceman. His discovery may have stimulated the interest for viewers to see the movie. Bullshit. You know what? <laughs> Stimulated the interest of viewers to see this movie. We all the know. Weasel Bro oh, buddy. The Weasel oh. Buddy. 
fucking Chad. Everybody was talking like that. He gets everybody talking like that in the movie. And fucking uh, the 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 guys at the bar, fucking Link starts talking like that. Uh, basically, that was a big draw to it too. Is like fucking uh, like oh yeah, the the joke will be like fucking we'll take a fish, we'll make a fish out of water story. That's kind of what uh, his first two movies are: Son-in-Law and Encino Man. Like whoever was like coming up with the ideas for like the Polly Shore movies was like kind of brilliant. It's like fucking fish out of water. He's so weird. Uh, we'll do it. But in this movie, it's the caveman. He's is gonna be like fucking. The, he's gonna. <laughs> he teaches the caveman to be more like him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking in the next one, it's even. It worked out even better because it's like look, it tapped into all that shit with the with all that shit. Very Chad. The fucking the the culture differences. The fucking you go to California in the Midwest. All that shit. Well, well, yeah, and like it's kind of funny though because it's like this movie is like the most Polly Shore movies because not only do you have Polly Shore doing the weasel bit. Then you have the second guy, Brendan Fraser, doing the weasel shit in the second half of the movie. So it's like, you know, like, Polly Shore always talks about how the weasel thing died out quick because he got so big and everything. It's like, yeah, they kind of exhausted all the weasel stuff in his first movie. Like, they just (laughs) hit hit you over the head with it, you know? (laughs) That that is his character in the first two movies. And then, like, after that, it's like, they kind of lay off of it. He he doesn't have the hair anymore for, uh, for, uh, in the army now. It didn't really ever feel like the weasel again. (laughs) <laughs> besides the exactly. first two movies yeah there was Rose McGowan when they walk into the school with Link like all the girls are turning their heads and Rose McGowan's like wow look at him whatever you, you know like just basically her character having zero motivation other than just to fawn all over a man you know having oh, to yeah. do this role really probably boils her blood nowadays fucking exactly fucking she's all uh, she's all fucking uh, a thousand She's gonna fucking come in here, lay down all the the critical based theory. Fucking basically, she's gonna school us all. Basically, critical based theory is uh, the the teaching of Mac and Zachism. We we coined that, and like she's gonna come in and, and school everybody on the critical based theory. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, oh, one thing we had to bring up that this fucking movie uh, really fucks up is they uh, they use a cover of a. Uh, uh, Wooly Bully uh, for one yeah. of the montages coming up, and uh, it's it, it's terrible. They should. It's very terrible. Why didn't they use any other one? Like they, they could have used any other one, and it would have been better. Like I, I haven't even heard them all, but I can guarantee that. Well, like there was also a Hollywood Records uh, record label that Disney owned at the time that put out a lot of like rock albums and stuff, and later would have an infamous, uh, you know, run in with the ICP. But, uh, so, like, basically, yeah, like, the soundtrack of this was, like, an excuse, and not just this film, but a lot of Hollywood picture films was, like, excuse to use their band's music. So, yeah. like, I don't know why they felt the need to, like, throw in, like, all these, like, cover songs and well-known songs. Like, almost every song in here has to be, like, a well-known song. And, like, you should just use a bunch of unknown music and made it popular, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, we just saw the scene where Link, uh, he uh, he makes his first uh, kind of he he kind of flirts with the the girl there. Uh, he kind of he he does like a very socially acceptable version of flirting uh, with the the situation. Uh, like uh, it's a misunderstanding at first because he's like he smells something and he sniffs her hair and then like she turns around 
whoa and then it's like oh they just kind of like start uh, talking or something like so it kind of cuts away but it looks like they're it, it's fine he really adapted to like the not clubbing them over the head and just taking them back to your hut really fast that's really good yeah. for the movie because that could have yeah. got dark really quick <laughs> see i would love if the remake just went to all those dark places you know what i mean <laughs> But um, but yeah, he almost grabbed Robin Tunney's breast, and it's funny too because like they kind of play it like through the first half of the movie, like they they make you or lead you into thinking that he's gonna end up hooking up with Robin Tunney because Sean Astin wants to go with Megan Ward, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but then they like they bamboozle you because then he just loses interest in uh, not, in uh, Robin Tunney, and then he starts hanging out with like the main girl Megan Ward. So like, what is this? Like, <laughs> it's so so confused. Fucking, uh, our boy Link is the bigger Chad than Sean Astin. He fucking shows up and steals his girl. He shows exactly. up his girl. Like girl I, love, he... I love the hip-hop guys here. Like, back then, yes. like, hip-hop was such a clown thing to, like, movie producers that, like, there would just be randomly people with, like, boomboxes and doing hip-hop dances and, and movies and shit. Do you remember this era? Like, just everybody being a hip-hop clown? I, I, fuck, I do. In movies, yeah. Fucking Ice like, from, uh... <laughs> From uh, what's that movie? Hocus Pocus again. That Hocus, guy, yeah, that Hocus. guy looks like botched fucking a uh, David Cryer clone. <laughs> but but that would be like if he showed a bunch of metalheads in the parking lot of the school and like they're all standing there rocking out and air guitaring all the time. Mm-hmm. Chad, fucking exactly. Build a whole movie around it. They just stand out in front of like a fucking convenience store, even like a fucking Circle K or something, and just fucking yeah. play air guitar and fucking. Some some guy in a fucking phone booth shows up. Weird shit, shit you see all the time. They they make all the girls. Robin Tunney again is all thirsty for Link, leaning into his lap and all this bullshit. It's just like, I mean, this is like California. Like, don't these girls have like a pick of like all kinds of guys in the area? You know what I mean? Like, True. I would figure True. it'd be a pretty hot social scene. Are they really just all over the first like new guy that shows up in school? Fucking, it, it, it's it's putting false hopes in our minds. Fucking, uh, you fucking, you think you're, uh, you, you think fucking, uh, you're gonna have a hard time uh, picking up the chicks. Fucking, well, this stupid ass caveman can do it. And he does it relatively <laughs> yeah. easy. He just shows up and smiles at a chick. Fucking, that's yeah. all. He doesn't even know how to cook a fucking. He doesn't even smile. He just leers at them. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. That's all you gotta do, though. You gotta make your hair look like fucking uh, Stony Must Crusty, dude. Like fucking which, a boy. Which dude? Talk about dropping the ball. How could freaking Seven Eleven or Circle K not want to be involved in, in Kino Man to the point where we have Ninety Nine Cent Super Seven Mart as the convenience store in it? Yeah, there's not. There's not a real uh, convenience store they're in here. Yeah, fucking. Super 7 Mart, 99 cents. This, Super 7. Yeah, this scene where he's going through the fucking shit. Milk The ducks. food groups. You you hide these under your pillow, bro, so your mom doesn't find them. If she does, you're tweaked, buddy. Fucking, I, I love this <laughs> shit. So dumb. Sweet tart, so citrusy, dude, you'll freak. Amazing. Amazing. I love how he finds the four food groups in just the candy aisle. Exactly. Is he referring to that bullshit food pyramid? Yeah, he is. Like, I remember being taught that as a kid in school. Which, by the way, I I think this was the most famous part of this movie. And it really had nothing to do with um, really it being a caveman movie. It just had to do with Pauly Shore being in a convenience store with some some Indian uh, guys working it. 
I love I love too like back when I saw this movie for the first time, exclusively all I ate was like fucking frozen burritos. And oh. as soon as they're like, How many minutes for the cashmere rashmish, how many minutes for the burrito again? One minute, two minutes. Uh make up your mouth, this is one or two. I knew right away it's two minutes, but they say one minute. And I'm like, that's gonna get cold. He's gonna bite into that. It's gonna be icy cold. And what happens? He fucking uh-huh. he he breaks it. He breaks it in half with his hands, which he would have felt that it was cold before he bit into it. But he bit into it anyway yeah. because he takes it for the team. He's a Chad. Exactly. He's a Chad. And here we get the famous wheeze in the juice. Wheeze in the juice. I I feel like they should have done that thing like after the credits where they always just throw in like a joke or an outtake. They should have done one where just Polly is back at the store wheezing the juice again. I love that he 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 literally just fucking took a mouthful of the frozen drink to his fucking... Uh, he just took it straight from the tap. He walks off camera, and in the next shot, he's not covered in the fucking uh, the shit anymore. I love that. I love when movies do that. <laughs> I, I, I thought, like, growing up, like, I'm going to do shit like that. I wanna, if I ever make movies... I'm always going to do that. It's, it's going to be always like that. <laughs> Man, I wish I could have done it. I could have brought the revolution. I could have brought the revolution. I, I, love too, I love too that they had, like, he, Stoney takes Link to an amusement park, and, like, they do this montage, and, like, 75% of the montage is just them on the same roller coaster. 75% of this movie is montages, I just noticed, too. It's fucking, exactly. This is a montage. I'm gonna knock you out. Was kind of a montage, and then like they're they're going through the school. He's doing the flips. Fucking montage. It is. It's montage. The movie, but it's amazing. There's so many. When they go on the water ride, like they are surrounded by like the hottest like Playboy Playmate girls, and it's just like, how does how come this doesn't go anywhere? Like they got their arms, they're touching them all over, groping them up. Like how come like they're like. <laughs> Those girls are not part of the rest of the movie. Like, like I don't believe for a second that that horny ass Stony would just like be like, okay, time to go home now. Uh, exactly. you, know I mean? you can't believe that the women wouldn't give him the time of day too, because they're so fucking stony, crusty, fucking that big chads. Which, by the by the way, what what is what is the irony of 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 Polly Shore playing a guy who can't get anywhere with women in this movie when in reality? Everybody was all about his Daisy Duke shorts and women throwing themselves at him because he was on MTV. And, like, I get that the character in the movie isn't on MTV, but it's still the same shit that, like, every girl fell for back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I just thought of? I I brought up, but I got sidetracked. I I brought up the new Polly Shore movie that's coming out, the big fucking, the Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio, One of three Pinocchio movies. And uh, I finally watched, first of all, it's got our boy Polly Shore, Fucking John Heater from Napoleon Dynamite, remember him? Yeah. And yeah. Tom and fucking Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, voice of Rocco or uh, uh, Heifer, Rocco's Modern Life. He's done all kinds of stuff. But like, what an all-star cast! With an all-star cast like that, how do you not fucking outshine the Del Toro movie that's gonna come out, and then the fucking Tom Hanks movie that's gonna come out? Well, you, you you know why there's three of them, right? So like, Polly Shore was was been working years to make his Pinocchio come to life and you can evidence that by his commitment to the voice acting but mm-hmm. he, he'd been making that so it's like they're like oh we gotta compete with the uh, pinocchio like so we'll make our own pinocchio and they're like well you, we can't just go head to head with Polly shore so we gotta make two more pinocchios because like, mm-hmm. you just can't compete against Polly shore with just one movie exactly you gotta have two two to take them out 
but it's not working because obviously Polly Shores is the most talked about. Which, by the way, I love this part here where Stoney tells uh, Sean Aston's dad, like, hey, like, like I have a bad situation at home, so, like, you need to be okay with me coming over here eating your food every night. And, like, the irony is, like, he's laying this guilt trap on the dad, but, like, the dad's, like, not even giving him shit in the slightest. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I never thought if, if he... If he's laying a guilt trip on him, or if he's just pointing out that, like, it, 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 yeah, it feels like <laughs> I never felt. I noticed that this time watching it, that it's like, yeah, he just says that out of nowhere, like, if you're wheezing on my gig, because uh, I mean, you're grinding, so like, fucking, yeah. He, I think our boy Stony, he, he's trying to, he's one of those guys. He tries to overcompensate, tries to be overly friendly with your parents. You ever have those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, like they're kissing up, like it's a job interview or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, like, he doesn't have to because he's just so fucking charming and adorable. How could you not love Stoney? I love that they make the prehistoric bull that's probably worth, like, $2 million that was also buried with Link. They make it into the dog's bowl. I just noticed that. I never... Yeah. I never... Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, like, he's he's eating the food with the dog, but it's so obviously cookie crisp if you look in the bowl. It is, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, that was in the trivia on the page. I'm like, really, like... Like, who, who wouldn't see that and not know it wasn't Cookie Crisp? It's fun, know? though. It's fun. Yeah. Cookie Crisp is pretty dang. I guess you just gotta be, like, a teenage millionaire to be cool in Encino, California, because, like, yeah, the guy's got an old, dirty car, but, like, I didn't have a car when I was 16. Like, him and Stoney could drive all over town. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit. I forgot. I was gonna... The first thing I was gonna say on the fucking commentary I was gonna be like, oh, you're invited, but your friend can't come. Yeah, and just play up Vince the irony. Neil. Play up the irony of that. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a great Vince Neil song that's played about three times in this movie. It's in this part, and I think in the uh, the uh, the credits. Here we have a really quick appearance by Jack Noseworthy. Yeah, who was burning up the movie, and a couple years later he would burn up uh, Idle Hands. Fucking Chad, fucking yeah. Chad, doing all these great fucking films. I, lo- I love that uh, fucking you know that you shouldn't do that you're gonna hurt his pancreas or something like that very concerned for his friend Paulie Shore do you think he's a Mary Sue I think he's a Gary Stu for sure fucking, he, people don't bitch uh, enough about fucking uh, if they did reboot it they would be like fucking Stonies of Mary Sue uh, fucking uh, I, I was gonna bring up too cause we, we lost uh, and, and then I got sidetracked again but like fucking yeah that new Paul Shore movie, the Pinocchio. As soon as you hear him talk for the first time, did you notice how flamboyantly gay he sounds? Yeah. But that's just Polly Shore's <laughs> voice, right? That's just Polly Shore. I, I actually talks. saw an interview with it, and I guess it's a movement called uh, Yassified. They said Polly Yassified uh, Pinocchio, but in the interview, he's just like, you know, I've always been cool with the gay community. I was raised by a lot of gay people around my family and stuff. He's like, so I'm, I'm cool with it. It don't bother me. Exactly. But it's like, again, like who does more for the LGBTQIA plus community than Polly Store, Polly Shore? He's giving you uh, the community their own Pinocchio movie. Fucking, uh, you know, as soon as they heard that he spoke up and he was like, fucking, uh, he, they were like, oh, we got Polly Shores now. They're like, oh my god, fucking Polly Shore. From Encino you know, Man? Fuck. You know, I've been waiting you know, for that endorsement all year. You know what's funny, though, about, like, that whole thing of, like, that voice and that Pinocchio? Is, 
like you wouldn't think Polly Shore would be a good match to voice Pinocchio in a movie, but when you look at their version of Pinocchio that they made in CGI animation, that voice kind of fits that character in that movie the I, way I, it looks. I love the fucking character he voiced in a Goofy movie. Like I, oh yeah, I, something about his voice. I think I, I'm surprised he hasn't done more cartoon yeah. voice work. But I was gonna bring up like I, I kind of wanted to look through the comments of that Pinocchio movie because I noticed like oh he sounds so flamboyantly gay. How many comments do I have to go down before they're bitching about fucking woke, woke fucking Pinocchio? <laughs> 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 Has has no one decried it woke yet? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think to look. I, I thought about it, but I was like, you, I don't know. you know why they you know why they're giving it a pass is because uh, the other side of the equation they love son in law. They're not ready to give up son in law, so they're exactly. they're gonna let uh, Pinocchio, uh, uh, Polly, do his version of Pinocchio. Fucking Pinocchio! I love. I love, I always wanted to have a. Why don't they make sex dolls modeled after Pinocchio and fucking his nose grows and you could just sit on his fucking face until you come? That would be cool. Yeah. Here's some awesome trivia here. Uh, B movie icon and former Penthouse Pet of the Year, Julie Strain, rest in peace, said she met Polly Shore at the premiere. They hit it off and became good friends. The next day, she went with them to appear on the Howard Stern show to promote Encino Man. But Stern paid more attention to her than Shore, so she made a deal with Stern. She dropped her pants and let him spank her bare behind for every positive plug he gave the movie. Amazing. That is. So you you come on Howard. This is why Howard Stern's a scumbag. They should fire him and give Polly Shore his show. Polly Shore is coming to promote the great Encino Man, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about Encino Man, the most important film of our lifetime. I, I just want to talk about this girl." And the point where, like, the only way he'll allow Encino Man to be talked about, even though everybody was talking about it anyway in real life, is he he's got to be able to play butt bongo. Amazing, amazing. He fucking just open about it. He, he probably he probably did it live on the air too. Nobody was thinking mm-hmm. like, fucking. This, this is funny though. It's funny. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. So basically, in that scene when they go to the hockey place, is the bully beats up Link like in front of everybody. Chad. Which if this if this was the real world, that would be the end of Link being cool at school. Fucking Chad. Chad is beat up. Uh, fucking Link is the new virgin, and fucking. Uh, yeah. Fucking you don't fuck with that. So now they got to teach him how to fight. They got to teach him how to fight. Fucking you got to go back up to him and you got to like punch him and then you win the fight and now you take back the fucking uh, the power. The power. Mm-hmm. But this is another little uh, montage here and I think there's another one right after it unless uh, I'm thinking of earlier in the movie. The, the, I noticed while watching it this time. This that, is the third montage because we, we had the getting a bath montage. Yeah. We had the roller coaster montage and now this is the... Uh, training to be a fighter wrestler montage which which speaking of horrendous cover songs this horrible like rock version of mama said knock you out it's so bad it sounds it's like so- fucking it sounds like some weird kids kids bop fucking uh, now that's what i call music what are the now that's what i call music was literally just a song what are some like yeah. wasn't there ones where they did they covered them and it was like fucking yeah, fuck it. You bought it on the TV. It was like, fuck it. Was, yeah. yeah. They would just cover it. Like, and, and they would, why would you they do would, that? Yeah, they would fool you because they'd be like, oh, you're getting all these hit songs, but they wouldn't tell you 
that it was their cover versions. Maybe they figured they'd save money if they used those uh, versions of the song for the soundtrack. Like, I know... Oh, Rose McGowan again. Mm-hmm. She's getting hot for Link again. But, uh, yeah, I know the movie Night of the Comet, like, uses a, a sound-alike version of uh, Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun because they couldn't, like, you know, do the real song or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it actually kind of, like, works, like, when you do it just one time, you know, yeah. one song in the movies like that because it's like, oh, this is kind of, like, the version for this movie. But, like, yeah. Which, by the way, more trivia, that was Kihi Kwan. I believe that's how you say his name. Maybe Kihei Kwan. Uh, he plays Short Round in Indiana Jones and also the inventor kid in Goonies with Sean Astin. And he came back to film. He is mm-hmm. Kino King again in the new movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. He, yeah, here he is. He took a 20-year break from acting, and it was just by a fluke. Somebody said, oh, you should get back into acting like a friend he knew was making the movie, and they got him, and he did all the kung fu and everything. and Michelle Yeoh. I haven't seen that film, but I actually really want to see it really bad. It is. It's very good. It's very good. It is, is oh, batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. Did, did you like Metal Gear Solid video ser- game series? Uh, like, I have them, but I would always play through them a little bit and get stuck. So, I mean, I can't really say that I like them because I can never finish them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I can say is this movie is what happens when Hideo Kojima is allowed to influence children. Like, this, yep. the kid that wrote this fucking definitely loved those games there's no way that that didn't happen in my mind <laughs> okay like they're at the the museum i gotta point this out as being the worst ever like trivia like it's not bad trivia but it's just like 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 why would they do this so it's like let me find it real quick fucking basically link has a crazy fucking panic attack because he figures out how bones work here yeah, like he like like wouldn't he know everything about? Because he would be killing these animals. Like he sees all the skeletons <laughs> of all the prehistoric animals. Like it, it makes it makes no sense. But so but he's he's freaked out about seeing them, or whatever. Literally, literally, the movie forgot that they had to survive by eating by killing and eating uh, other. Uh, maybe he'd get freaked. Maybe that's it. That's what he saw. He saw the fucking human skull. Because maybe mm-hmm. maybe he was a good gay man. He never killed another human. Well, that could be. Seems like nobody was around where we live. So the trivia for this scene is the characters take a field trip to the fictional California Museum of Anthropology. This scene was filmed at the George C. Page Museum at the La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles. How could they literally be filming like like literally a hundred yards from the La Brea Tar Pits and not work in a scene of Link in the La Brea Tar Pits? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they should have but did you notice that that little shot of him running it reminds me every time i see it of fucking uh like chucky running like whenever he would be like a, yeah. a little person in the chucky his costume. little stu- like stumble step run yeah. <laughs> every time it's like oh every only specifically like yeah whenever they're doing that trick where they have the little person in the chucky costume mm-hmm. it, it looks just like those shots I love That's them. how they, you know that that uh, new Star Wars show. I know you don't watch it, but that Star Wars show, Obi Wan Kenobi. That's how they run on that show. Everybody, Chad, fucking yeah, because they're always chasing this little girl around, and they would just in real life they would just like catch her in like two seconds. So they have to suspend disbelief that a five year old can run away from them. So they all run and they they do little stutter steps and they they f- bobble their arms back and forth. <laughs> Chad's. Fucking the, uh, it's because of this movie. Fucking the the Chads at uh, fucking uh, Disney are are still mm-hmm. letting the influence shine through. 
reverberating. Look at that fucking shot. Who else could rock that and pull that off? That fucking shirt our boy Polly is wearing. What is that? Looks like that shit you put down uh, for like old people when they like uh, they spill stuff a lot. You put that on the uh, the table. <laughs> you mean like the grip mat so their yeah. their 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 drink doesn't fall over easily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you also you, you can like. <laughs> you can like line the um the cabinets with the two to hold your glasses exactly. which which yeah that that was a thing uh at, at six foot three Brendan Fraser was actually too big for the clothing that costume designer Marie France originally purchased for him since Fraser's outfits were supposed to look baggy on him France had to specifically make them all so yeah they didn't make calls and like also it was somewhere else I read too she also made all of um Stoney's clothes and it was just based on the shit he was already wearing on totally poly but uh they just made it more um like everyday wearable like less like you know fabric on a crotch type thing like they just gave him more like functional pants and stuff and uh, they said they like kind of toned it down to where it'd be more like a youthful version of it because mm-hmm. like i don't like i like okay let's talk let's talk first impressions i didn't have cable at the time that that you know Polly was taken off on Totally Polly on MTV, but I would go over to my friend's house and we would watch it, and like we would make fun of it because we didn't ap- understand the appeal of this guy. Like, <laughs> like we thought he was so feminine and he was like so like whatever. Just like okay, like when are they going to show him making out with a guy? You know, like we were convinced, like <laughs> he was like you know like like totally uh, you know a gay guy. And what's weird is then like you know as he did in Sino Man and other movies and like his. Kind of like you didn't realize, like, oh, like, no, he's getting like all the pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's the biggest Chad ever. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. He's drowning in the pussy. Fucking just swimming. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, in real life, he really, because I mean, he was a stand up comic. So every every time he did a set, you know, he walks off stage, you know, there was girls in the clubs coming up to him. Um, he Then he's doing MTV. So then it's like everywhere he goes in the mall, wherever, like every girl's coming up to him. And then he starts, then he becomes a movie star. It's like, dude, it's like, there's no way, like, you know, anybody got more girls than Polly Shore. And then he became fucking hated. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I, I love like, that show. That's so stupid. We're seeing the, the car on the fucking two wheel. Like, it looks insanely unbelievable. Like, you could have made it at least a little bit more believable with it. It's like they put it at an angle to make it just the most unbelievable as possible. And I kind of respect that. They used to do this shit in action movies, especially James Bond movies, where they would make these special cars that could be, like, either ripped apart or roll on one side, like here. Like, it's just going along. It's, like, on a brace where it's, like, looks like it's just rolling on the two tires. It's just, like, how is the balance of that working when, like, half the car is, like, full of people on that side? You know what I mean? Exactly. It's so absurd. But it's no more absurd than fucking, you know, using shit uh, as shampoo, which the fucking cavemans did. You thought I was going to say the caveman coming out, but I, I went to the shit shampoos. I fucking, I diverted expectations. Exactly. Oh, buddy. Which, you know, first it's like he's driving like three miles just on one side of the car. And now he's like a precision Hollywood stunt driver. Amazing, fucking uh, Brendan Fraser's so fucking talented. That's why he's having a comeback with that fucking new movie he's coming out. Darren Aronofsky. Oh yeah, the whale. It's gonna be awesome. Darren Aronofsky. Fucking, he's a actually, member of Big Come. 
I actually watched an interview today from like a couple years ago where they asked Brendan Fraser when he was just starting that Doom Patrol show if he would do Encino Man 2 and he was like yeah why not <laughs> amazing <laughs> the, which, king which is part... the king is spoken the king is exactly i mean what else can you say which i love here too that they go to like this cholo bar and it's like the mid it's like two o'clock p.m on a tuesday and this place there's like a line i don't know if you noticed when they pulled up there was like a line around the block to get into the place it's like the hoppiness place and it's all these gangster east la guys like yeah. hanging out in this bar getting shit faced and like this whole thing is just an excuse to like r- r- lay down some stony comedy. Mm-hmm. Like first they want to beat him up because they think he's so you know effeminate, but then he does the weasel sound, and then they're all like wanting to like kiss him and give him drinks and stuff. He, he wins them over with his great fucking uh, drinking skills. He does, and for and, and he is a Mary Sue because even though he's a high school kid, fucking uh, they're like oh oh uh, fucking take a shot, and at first he's like no 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 I can't. And then they they he, they kind of peer pressure him to it, but like fucking any kid in high school would have immediately like fucking like hell yes I'm gonna take a shot fucking uh, yeah, exactly I got in this bar I'm gonna drink as much as I possibly can. He's so charming. Though. Ultra vase, ultra vase, ultra amazing. Yeah, Ooh. like and in, in real life, like these guys would be beating the shit out of him because. <laughs> Because Polly Shore tried to ad-lib in all his broken Spanglish in this fucking movie. Mm. In real life, if you were if you had the balls to talk like this in front of these guys, like they would be beating the shit out of you right now. Exactly. I love that right there because the, he goes, oh, fuck, do I have to pay for him? And then it cuts away. They go, oh! And then, like, fuck it. It shows Sean Aston walk in. They walk up to Stoney, and they're gone. So we have to think about if, if the camera would have stayed on them the whole time. Fucking, oh, do I have to pay for him? Oh! And then they just turn around and walk away, and walk then they come back just a couple <laughs> seconds later. It's so funny to think about that sometimes when you're watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, the logic of like, well, how much time passed? It's like, damn. It's like, yeah, it, it, it seemed like all this was happening instantaneously. I love this too because he tells him, "Don't you see my muchacho over there? Oh yeah, she looks really. Nobody look at my muchacho. Fucking. And then immediately he walks away. And then what happens? Link looks at his muchacho. Yeah. Fucking goes all the way up and starts dancing with her. Fucking this, the, the comedic is the, the movie is fucking is it's hitting on so many so many kino receptors in my brain are just fucking having orgasms right now. Speaking of like how hot is this girl? It's like ridiculous. Stacy, Stacy Rita. Oh, uh, right here we're seeing that the group uh, of friends of bullies. the bullies uh, fucking have decided that fucking how is this link kid show up? Fucking uh, all of a sudden he's so popular, and uh, they they decide they want to fucking find out about him. So they're looking at his transcript here. They see that it's just a dog license. Like you think you could pull off this trick of school? Like fucking uh, oh, we we need his transcript, okay? And then just give him give him anything, like a piece of your homework that's already been graded. And they'll just put it in a fucking folder, put it in a file cabinet. Like see you later, go to school now. That would be cool. Yeah, like I totally didn't realize what they were looking at the other day when I was looking at. It. I was like, I was like, why would you, why, why would uh, Stony have to slip in a dog license there? I guess that w- the dog license paperwork was to show that the vaccinations. I totally forgot you used to, like you used to actually have to produce paperwork before you could go to public school. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's just naturally no vax, but back then you had to prove that you were vaxed to go to school. <laughs> exactly. Fucking very Chad. Very Chad. Well, fucking, I was the. I, I noticed the earlier. 
right there where he comes in. He fucking, look at that. He just spit it back in. That's going to make somebody really angry. Yeah, I was going to say, he downs the whole bowl of, bowl of salsa and then he just spits it back out in the bowl and it's supposed to be like he's going crazy because it's burning his mouth so hot and shit like that. Exactly. But it's just like, again, now his mouth is clean. He just shook it off. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like they shot, they figured like, oh, yeah, uh, we'll just re, we'll, we'll, while we're here, we'll film the, the, the main, you know, structure of the scene. We'll, we'll add in those little fucking, you know, added in jokes. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll do reshoots later. And it doesn't even matter that it's clean now. Fucking, uh, who cares? Uh, we don't so- have a continuity person. No, no. He just he just shook his mouth so fast that it all flew off. Exactly. But um yeah, so so this is the part where Megan Ward starts getting hot for Link. But we should say here he's getting in trouble with the with the gangster guy cuz of his muchacha. <laughs> and uh he learned in Spanish class to say the cheese is old and moldy. Where's the bathroom? And then all of a sudden the gangster guy laughs. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. She ain't worth it. Oh, we're buddies now." That's like the bizarrest turn. And like, then she, ever. the the be, the fucking the the best way to end the joke is that she comes up <laughs> literally right after hearing him say that and smacks him, and then he starts crying. That's like probably the best joke in the movie. It's the most memorable, I think. Which which by the way, this is like the most like racist Disney over the top '90s movie bullshit. Like it's not just Hispanic people in the in this uh, this bar. It's a mix of fifty fifty even of Rastafarian people and then gangster uh, Chicano people. Fucking hell yeah, that's the bar I want to hang out at. Fucking yeah. and then Link Chamovsky shows up. Fucking just goes on an adventure. It's just hilarious because instead of just uh, becoming friends with them all or whatever. Like, they would have beaten the shit out of Stoney, and then they all would have been making love to him in the fucking back alley to teach him a lesson. Exactly. But, not, but now they're just best friends. Fucking yeah, but uh, what, what I was, I'm sorry. What I was going to try to say, the thing that was so stupid was the whole reason why Megan Ward gets the hots for Link is because she danced with him. Because uh, Sean asked, I always kept forgetting his character name. His character name was Dave. Uh, Stupid-ass Dave refused to dance with her. Like, finally his chance. He wants to get somewhere with this girl. He grew up with her for the last 14 years. He's in love with her. She's like, do you want to dance with me? He's like, oh, no, I can't dance. Oh, So, of course, she's going to fall in love with the caveman. It's like, you can't even blame her at this point. Exactly. I was going to bring that up, too, but I got sidetracked. Fucking... Uh, like oh fucking she he uses one call to call her and ask her to dance and then she says no can you ask Link to go with me a lot of people probably watch that I'm like what a heartless fucking uh, a hole what an artless a hole but mm-hmm. I mean ha- fucking I don't even get the impression that Sean Astin's even told her how he feels at at no. all until fucking like asking her to go to prom is it it seems like he's just like trying to throw hints maybe like oh he looked at the picture of us as kids and we were naked again but like he hasn't like put his foot down like fucking baby like i want to make love to you he's never done that well you gotta think of it from her viewpoint too where he uses his one jail phone call because he like i don't even know why that bar got raided it was a legal bar like unless something else is going on but uh, yeah, they, uh, Dave and Link get thrown in jail. But it's like, it's like why would he uses one call to say, "Oh, go to the prom with me." From her point of view, why would she go to some guy who says, "I don't dance, I won't dance with you"? In the scene before, <laughs> it's like, "You want to go to the prom for what? What is she going to do? Sit around and like just sit in the corner the whole night?" Because 
Dave, the the dickhead who digs his own pool with a shovel, like doesn't dance. It's Motherfucker, like, it's you should have spent less time digging that pool with a shovel since you're in kindergarten. Learn how to fucking dance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you don't dance. Just fucking. You don't have to do anything. Just fucking, fucking turn your brain off. Just fucking move. You don't even have to do it. It's just, it's fine. Just, just do it. It's okay. You're gonna be fine. People get uh, too uh, worried about that's uh, all the. That's the problem. That's the problem with uh, the world today. <laughs> it is. Are you ready for the most amazing piece of trivia yet? Let's hear it, baby. Originally, the filmmakers wanted Polly Shore to play the role of Link, but since cavemen don't talk, they knew they'd lose the appeal of his humor and unique Polly speak. I I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that Polly Shore actually put his foot down. He's like, "Cavemen grunt." I need to wheeze my juice. I need to fucking, you know, I need to talk about grindage. I need to do all the polyshoreisms. Otherwise, uh, this isn't going to work. You're, you can't hire a guy known for being fucking weird and saying dumb shit and then have me yeah. say nothing. He was he was correct on that, I would say. But, but maybe, may, they probably figured like, oh, we don't know if he can act or not. So like, let's yeah. not give him a lot of lines. Especially, yeah. Well, they, they said Jeff, Jeffrey Katzenberg said, "Well, instead, we'll we'll just put you as one of the two teens in the in the thing." And uh, it says they like Shore so much they created the role of Stony Brown, uh, which Shore helped develop himself. And says most of Stony lines are ad libbed, but that's like the most brilliant move ever because like it would still be a good movie if it was two dorks and then Polly Shore is the caveman just acting weird and silly. That still would be a pretty good movie. But the way they did it with like making him not the caveman, now you get to have two funny characters. You have Stony the weasel, and then Link, the um, the caveman who's functionally um, autistic and smears shit on the wall. You know, you know what I mean? Like you create two different, uh, you know, fish out of water type of like whatever comedy characters. Now we got to talk about how fucked up this scene is. So, because uh, <laughs> Megan Ward wants to go to the prom with Link instead, because he actually, how dare that slut? Because he actually <laughs> dances with her. She wants to go to a dance with the guy who dances with her. But anyway, so yeah, like Sean Aston drives, um, which I never understood too. Why does Sean Aston not take his own car, his own dirty whatever car? Like he makes, um, or, or he takes his mom's like Volvo or whatever just to drive Link out. Like exactly. it's a middle of nowhere. He's like the middle of nowhere, but if you look, you see houses like up on that hill there. But yeah, he just gives him a skateboard, a backpack, and a handful of quarters to play his favorite video games from wherever. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like like you know, usually this this moment comes in all comedies when they try to put a little drama in it. But like, and then Polly comes up on his scooter saying, "Hey, what are you doing, Dave?" But <laughs> I like it when he says, "I'm letting him go," and he's like, "What? I can't handle him anymore." And then fucking Polly has the best line here. Like, here he, is. he says, listen, call him back. He says, I can't take it anymore. Call him back. <laughs> he says, I'm serious. Call him back. That's harsh. Okay, we're getting to it in a second. He says, you're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time <laughs> because you thought maybe it gets you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. <laughs> That's that, not how friends work, man. You don't bag your friends, exactly. Because <laughs> the guy, I was, that actually got the biggest laugh for me the other night. <laughs> the guy gets a little crusty. <laughs> 
he actually really didn't get crusty at all like it was just dave was the dick the whole time but it's like they have to work in the plot that it's like dramatic this is just like those scenes and remember the the boy and his dog movies too this is like that scene yeah. where the boy takes his dog he's like oh yeah. i don't want you no more yeah and it's all sad like fuck it. why why they always do that in the movies why they always do that I don't even want you anymore. Now, now watch this. Uh, Sean asks him bloody Polly's lip, and, and Brendan Fraser comes up and grabs him and stops the fight. Watch him take the blood off of Polly's lip and just rub it on Sean Asson's shirt. I, I saw <laughs> how, many t- how many takes do they have to do that was that ketchup has blood on the shirt? Redo the shirt. It almost looked almost like he just ad libbed that. <laughs> I know. It just it just looked like he was like, oh, he's bleeding. He's like, I don't want this shit on my finger. <laughs> Chad. That's probably what yeah. happened. Maybe they were probably like, fuck it, we have one take. We we don't want to waste a lot of film on this stupid scene that the studio's making. This is basically the dog scene. Yeah. Fuck. Look at that. They just It looks like they found uh, uh, fucking one of those uh, bird nests in the tree and just put it on his head and then wore it like a hat. Mm-hmm. Chad. I mean, we haven't really talked about it yet, but I think this is pretty much the start of, or like breakout of uh, Brendan Fraser's career, right? Because I think either the year before this or this year, I can't remember what the dates were, but um, I like this too. All of a sudden, Megan works, she gets dressed up for the prom, and all of a sudden, she's like a complete blonde now. Like, if you notice, her hair is like four shades lighter. She but, uh, is so pretty. She is yeah. so pretty. Oh my God! I just, I just want to. Oh God, she's so pretty. Oh my God! <laughs> trying to sound like. Uh, I, sometimes I like to. I, I want to like uh, start frequenting the incel boards and start using their language and uh, appropriating it, uh, and then doing that. That would have been. Uh, I never thought to do that, but like I wish I had because that would have been funny if I could have just broke out into some fucking like deep web lingo that only the incels know and. Fucking, uh, that would have been awesome. But uh, fucking uh, Megan fucking Ward, what a Stacy, what a Stacy. Complete Stacy. Fucking. Okay, Stacey. yes. So yeah, this this came out a couple. This came out in May. School ties came out the same year in September. But um, yeah, School ties. I actually saw it for the first time like maybe three or four months ago. It's actually a really good movie. And like, but if this was the first thing you ever seen Brendan Fraser in, like, yeah, you would never. Like no, he could actually act. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, by the way, that's not really a loser thing either. That Stony and Dave they get a keg of beer and they sit by the pool because it it rained earlier. So there's technically not a pool there. It's just a big thing of mud filled with water. But they just sit out there. Like I don't know. Like I like a lot of people I know. Oh, look at that football on the ceiling. It says Bo, don't I know you? What a clever joke on the Bo's no marketing campaign. Even the bully, he, he gets, like, slapsticky, comic-y, uh, getting in the hammock here. But, like, most people I know would rather just sit outside all night Look, and drink a keg of beer than go to the prom. Right here. We're a little out of sync. I think I'm a little bit out of you, but I love this right yeah. here. All it takes for him to be convinced that uh, not only is Link a caveman, but, like, fucking, like, you know, like, all it takes for him to be convinced. Like, I would have saw those pictures and thought, like, oh, they knew I was gonna break in, and they—they're—they're. They're, is this a hidden camera thing? What's going on? But he sees this, <laughs> and he's just like, "Whoa, huh?" <laughs> Got him. That's a, all that time. It, fucking, it, he exactly. was convinced in that short of time that like fucking Link is a caveman. 
that they found in his backyard. I found these pictures. They prove it. I would have just assumed that the pictures were fake. That's that's yeah, so out of it, the ordinary. It, it, he f- he found Polaroids of a block of ice and then like a dirty link, basically. I was, but because <laughs> because they had written on them in Sharpie, "Link in ice, link out of ice." <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, it's just like they had to have known I was gonna break into their house to f- fucking find out something about Link, and just they set this here to joke, uh, make a joke. It's pretty funny. I can't blame them. The funniest part of that scene though is how he has the lamp on to like look at the pictures, and there's like that little like handle thing that you like flick the little wheel to turn the lamp off and off, and he grabs it and he goes to do it to start to turn the lamp off, and then he just says fuck it and knocks the lamp off the desk. Chad. <laughs> Chad, we, we are. This movie just blows by. We are at the fucking third act already. The, I noticed while watching it that the, the 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 way the acts work is very oddly structured in this movie because it's uh, very off. Yeah. yeah, a lot of like uh, what you think would be uh, act two is like still like fuck. It's so crazy because a lot of the movie is just like fucking. Let's just put them in all these different scenarios. And we we were joking about the movie. It basically is a bunch of montages that one after another, basically. Well, yeah, there's a lot of filler like early on. Like there's a lot of good shit they could be getting to and they don't get to. And it's like the plot, like the plot doesn't matter for like a good chunk of the movie. And then all of a sudden, there's like 12 minutes left, and like the plot matters all of a sudden again. <laughs> Did you notice that? It is. Yeah, it's basically. Basically very weird, but I love, I love, basically he comes out, he's like, well, this motherfucker's taking you for a ride, you, we deserve to know, do you want to know who he really is? He's a caveman, and they're just like, okay. See, I think this movie, if anything, this movie was woke way back then, because look, they just, they just found out that this guy is different, and they accept him, that's fucking weird, woke shit, in our Disney movies. It's hilarious, too, because when they play that, when he finds the pictures of Link, you think, oh, shit, it's going to get, like, exposed. It's really going to... He tells the world, and the world's like, that's awesome. And then he keeps screaming, no, no, but you have to understand. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just joking, by the way. It's not very after-school special where they're just like, oh, we accept him as came in. I think they just don't believe it. They're just like, that's stupid. Shut the fuck up. But, yeah, but like, Megan who would Ward, believe it? Megan Ward sees the pictures, and she... Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, she... It, it, it's like she just realized she actually accidentally just slept with a donkey or something to look on her face you know what I mean so then that's when she decides I don't want to fuck Link anymore I'll settle for Dave mm-hmm. even though she could settle for anybody else at the school <laughs> it didn't seem like I get, she did have fun with Dave I would have probably settled for Polly before Dave actually yeah for sure which by the way we, did you notice who the who's pl- the band playing the high school prom <laughs> Yeah. It's inf- it's infectious cruise the, the side project from the guys from Suicidal Tendencies. So you have Psycho Mike Mirror, the guy who only wanted a Pepsi. Exactly. They could have worked that that joke in where, where somebody hands them a Pepsi. The fact that they didn't makes me hate this movie yeah. now. This movie is now a three out of ten. Yeah. Which which by the way, I think I finally uncovered why this doesn't have a Blu-ray and why it doesn't uh, why it's never going to stream on Disney Plus. There's there's that scene um, uh, right here when the bully was exposing earlier, and uh, they go up like uh, or, or Link goes right up in his face, and he says, "What are you doing, you f?" He does. <laughs> he calls him a gay slur, so so Disney Plus could never show this movie ever again. He fucking it comes out of nowhere too. Fucking, I always forget it's yeah. there. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's like, like oh I mean, yeah, the nineties. <laughs> yeah, but, well, it's also the nineties, but it's kind of funny too because like I just you know that's like kind of a common word in movies of this time period. But when mm. you watch this movie, you don't really ever feel like he's that bad of a bully so just the fact that he's kind of like a cartoon bully and then he's and then he says it like that's what makes it harsh you know what i mean exactly fucking what if that was projection what if he what if he realized right then that like fucking link has a cock and uh it it looks good in those shorts and then link fucking started doing the the kung fu shit and he's like fucking i i can't think that and then he lashed out he called him the worst word you think of fucking uh, I, I think you just fucking uh, Link is just that big of a chat. I think fucking Megan Ward though. I know during that one shot of like the whole party going on, the, the party goes back to uh, Dave's house. There's like a guy. Well, it's supposed to be Link, but there's a guy running around like the edge of the pool, and it's so, he's so spazzy looking. It had to be a double because it was like such a wide shot. It didn't look like Brendan Fraser. So now they're thinking. Basically, she decides I'm gonna settle for you because Link is a caveman. So now they're yeah. like fucking. Well, there's a loose end. Like, Link can't go. Like Link. Link doesn't even seem to care that fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't. Like he doesn't even seem like he even knew she was ever interested like it would be funny if he found out like oh wait i could have had sex with that chick and then he got mad yeah. at dave but like they're, they're gonna wrap it up really quick and his, fucking his cave nug his cave woman girlfriend sequel bait wakes up and, and now she's in the it's a good thing she found her way to the bathtub on her own is that what they're exactly. implying? Or, 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 yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. She's bathing <laughs> by her own. Or wait, no, because he goes, I found your cave nug. So I think they're implying that, like, he found her earlier and, like, he, he brought yeah. him to me. But, like, very chat. But I don't, I don't know, because earlier when Link left his handprints on the glass, like, her boob prints are on the glass, and, like, they looked all surprised <laughs> to see him. So it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's, and then they put Buddy. It, it, yeah, the end, Buddy. It's like the movie doesn't have a real end. <laughs> and look at Stoney, I'll be back. No, you won't. <laughs> it's like, it, it, <laughs> well, technically, he was back in Son of Law. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't Stoney. He was Crawl in that one. Yeah. I think they were just implying that, like, fuck, this is just the beginning of the one Pauly Shore. He's going to be the next big thing. Yeah. He, he kind of was at the time. He was blowing up. And nobody saw the fucking downfall coming. In the in the credits for this, and I, I want to tr- see if I can track down a copy of it if it's not like super expensive or rare. But uh, there's a tie-in like merchandise book mm. that you can buy with this movie called Stoney's Encino High Notebook. Exactly. I wonder what that is. You think they really had Paulie Shore write it, or just some fucking? Oh, just some yeah. <laughs> it's totally some fucking guy to see. Because I, I remember I bought a B with some butthead book that was like that. I'm just like, there's no way Mike Judge. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. reading that shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking the B with some butthead movie comes out in two days. The new one. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about it. And then they're gonna put all the original series on there. I'm gonna get that shit. I'm gonna watch that fucking Chad. Yeah. So. Okay, this is something I didn't know till today. Did you know this, Zach? A made-for-television sequel titled Encino Woman aired on April 20th, 1996 on ABC. Jesus Christ, I did not I, know that. I watched some clips of it, dude, and it's it's about a cave woman, and she just runs around L.A. and then meets a guy named Dave, coincidentally. <sighs> And then there's, like, a guy with curly hair not named Stoney, some red curly hair... Um, uh, uh, carrot top looking guy. Some redheaded fuck. 
try to take so our red, boys. Uh, yeah, I was trying not to say redheaded fuck, but uh, so yeah, it's so terrible. Like the whole thing is on YouTube. I eventually want to sit down and watch the whole thing, but it's so low budget. Like it look, it looks like literally like some people just. Like, you know those, like, shot-on-video movies of the 90s? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it literally looks like from the director of Video Violence or something. It's so cheap. And apparently ABC, uh, Disney, it was like, I forget how they phrased it. it was, I don't know if it was Wonderful World of Disney or what, but they aired it, like, one time and then buried it. Like, they refused to uh, acknowledge that it, um, whatever. But but we, we do have to talk about the fake Link care, uh, cameo. So Link, again played by Frasier, makes a cameo appearance in the film Son-in-Law. So Link really is in Son-in-Law, mm-hmm. but Polly Shore is not stony. Frasier also briefly appears as a soldier with the name Link on his fatigues in, in the army now. So are we really supposed to believe? And they totally could have did the Marvel Cinema Universe bullshit back then because Disney owned all these movies. They could have had just Link show up if they wanted to. That would have been the fucking big concrete cog shit to do. Whenever you said, uh, think, speaking of the fake Link cameo and son-in-law, I, I literally thought you were going to lay it on me that that was a fucking Brendan Fraser lookalike. I was like, holy shit. No. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that. Holy shit. That was so so we, never, we never got the real sequel. I mean, I don't consider Encino Woman a sequel to this. It was just basically a made-for-TV remake because it, it didn't have the same characters. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, like, what do you... Th- I mean, they, they, I feel like they baited it hard. I mean, I guess it's just a happy ending thing at the end that uh, Link gets his girlfriend back or whatever. But they totally kind of made it seem like there was going to be a sequel and, like... I think the thing because let's see the movie budget seven million box office forty million and then you know home video it probably made a shitload of money too. I think just the obvious thing would be the next movie would be Stony Dave Link and his girlfriend in college, right? Like how the fuck did they not make that movie? Yeah, well, I gotta bring up too that I always felt that the fucking the the ending of that movie was so clumsy. I always thought it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so clumsy. It's just it's like there's no ending. It's just like oh. Yeah, because it's like well, the third act just feels like it just like co- comes out of nowhere and like oh we gotta hurry up and get it over with. It's just like well, oh the cave woman. It's just like well, just just throwing all the cliches. It's just like it's over. Dude. Like they didn't know how to end. <laughs> That's probably why there was never sick. Probably. Yeah, like it. Like, that's the, you know, like, when I was watching the movie, I was, like, for the first half, I'm, like, why is this, like, so slow? Like, because I had watched this a couple years ago on Netflix, but I was, like, kind of half doing shit. Mm-hmm. can't remember what I was doing, but I was, like, doing some chores and shit. And I was, like, half watching it, half headed on the background. And, like, this time when I was, like, actually sitting down concentrating, I'm, like, what? Like, it just didn't have, in a lot of parts, like, the energy that a youthful comedy would have. And it was just, like, it was really slow. And then, like, yeah, at about the 50-minute mark, this is only, like, an 80-something-minute movie, it's, like, all of a sudden, like, it's just, well, the movie wraps up, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really bizarre. It is far from a perfect movie. Basically, yeah. whether or not it holds up completely depends on, like, what you think about uh, how you react to the Polly Shore, the British Frazier, yeah. uh, like, all the, 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 the fucking, like, oh, the nostalgic behind the movie. What do you think? Do you think the movie holds up? I mean, I think the movie holds up because there's enough entertainment value um, to, like, there's enough there to get you to rewatch it every few years and everything like that. But as a movie, it, it's, it, 
I hate to say this because it's kind of what endears me to movies of this time period, but at the same time, it's very obvious that it's like, it wasn't really a movie. It was just was some slap together shit. You know what I mean? Like, it does. It feels very like that, yeah. Be, be, because it's like, and I understand like technology was different back then, but I mean, there are films from that time period that are edited like very well, just as good as anything else today. So it doesn't really make sense why this movie is, has such weird pacing problems. And like, I get that like it's at the bare minimum. It's like listed as eighty nine minutes, and you know, take credits out, so it's really about an eighty five minute movie. I know they felt if like they would have like kind of trimmed down. I think they just should have like trimmed down. Not the not the montage where they're like cleaning him up because you need that story wise. I just think they should have really because what's weird about the the what do you call it the amusement park um, montage is that it's like there's like no footage for it. It's just them on that roller coaster over and over and over. And it's just like if you're going to go to to a theme park, like you could have just done so many like shenanigans of like Link running through like the arcade or just grabbing mm-hmm. food or just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And like same when they go to the Cholo bar or whatever, it's like I get there's some story that happens there, but it's like there's so much like padding all throughout the movie mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it wraps up like could, yeah, like yeah. you could even consider like even showing like uh link in the beginning like that was padding we don't need it like fuck. yeah I, I get it establishes it but like we really don't like we could just beat them the same way the main characters do but they never want to do a movie like that they they always gotta yeah. like you know fucking we gotta set up the the object of the movie right in the beginning and explain why he's there fucking, and, and it doesn't even explain anything it's like oh some rocks fell and now he's frozen in ice it doesn't make sense well it's, it's just weird too because it's like there's a big chunk of the movie where you're like like you feel like the movie's going nowhere <laughs> but at the same time everything's so easy like it should really be hard to get a caveman to be presentable enough that you can pass him off as a high school student you know what i mean like like i felt like they should have just done more like comedy of just the three of them working with link to do stuff you know what i mean like actually invested in some story there but yeah. it's just like any like, any real story that kind of like the only real thing that would be hard about that wouldn't—it's all stuff you can't actually talk about in a movie that's designed to be fun. It'd be, it'd be like yeah. a serious, like drama type of shit. So yeah, like you're pretty much. If I, I would say, I I would give this movie at least a six. I might give it a seven on like a really nostalgic day. Like fucking, uh, it's not my favorite uh, Polly Shore, but I, fucking, I still like the, I still like it. Fucking, uh, uh, like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard because it's like when I was watching it, I'm like, I never really had a harsh reaction to it. Like, I saw it in the theater when it came out, but it, like that was a different time when movies were different. And, like, when I watched it a couple years ago, I didn't really notice how weirdly... Um, to me, it's not even, like, it's so slow. It's just off, like... I don't know how to... It's just unbalanced. It's, it like... It is. It's very unbalanced. That's the only reason... Like, if I was just, like, telling you my rating on how much, like, I enjoy just, like, the scene... Even though I feel like they're, like, fucking unbalanced and not, like, uh, edited the right way. It's just, like... And uh, with how memorable it is, I would... I, I want to give the movie, like, an 8. But it's just like I feel yeah. like it, it is. It, it's got like flaws narrative wise that kind of drag it down. 
Yeah, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, the individual scenes are great where you want to rate it an 8, but then you see how clumsy of a movie, and we should say it was the director's first movie he directed, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but it just, like, yeah, it's it, it just, I don't know, it's just weird, but, I mean, there's so much nostalgic, in, you know, involved in it, so, like, I would still give it a high rating, like, I, I personally would probably give it still a 7, mm-hmm. but it's, like, you know, if you have to go 7 point two seven point three seven point five it's just like a barely a seven you know what i mean yeah like i i think it's probably like one of those movies where it's like if you know the movie if you see like if i've seen it like enough as i've seen it now recently if i was going to sit down again like a year from now and watch it like i would know what parts to get up and go take a piss and grab a drink you know what i mean hell yes basically any not, scene that megan ward isn't on screen megan fucking ward oh yeah megan ward like the part where the caveman comes back to life, you just skip that and you just wait for the make Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you looked at it lately, but the, but I totally forgot how awesome though the poster is for this movie. It is. Yeah, like that's actually something I wouldn't mind having. Uh, you know, if I had like a home theater. We talking? Space, we talking about the the, uh, the original theatrical poster where it shows the fucking the evolution chart? Or yes. We, or the yes. the fucking VHS poster <laughs> where it just shows Polly Shore. I, in a standing next to Brendan Fraser in a publicity photo. <laughs> oh no no yeah the, that's like the thumbnail of like like my digital stream. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that that's got a cool graphic design. I do like that picture how it has like the mall of Encino, yeah. like the little grids of the map or that's, whatever. That's not just but for no. the DVD. That was the original VHS cover, if I remember right. Really. It, it was so unbalanced, too, because they don't even put, like, Dave on there, who's, like, really the <laughs> character the whole movie. <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder what Sean Aston thought. <laughs> you, think he, you think he was He's okay with cool. that? Like, he was probably cool because he was, like, you know, he probably got it. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I'm looking hard at the theatrical, and I guess it is Brendan Fraser, but it almost looks like it's not Brendan Fraser. It almost looks like a guy dressed like Brendan Fraser on the theatrical. <laughs> but, um... Fucking... So, bootleg Brendan Fraser's coming back first I thought he was yeah. in son-in-law but he wasn't but now he's actually now you thought he was all, fucking it's a he's a ghost he fucking he's fucking with us you know what kind of sucks too like I'm looking at the theatrical credits it's like you know Hollywood Pictures Encino Man Sean Astin Brendan Fraser Megan Ward Mariette Hartley who like Richard Mazur who I guess was his parents and Pauly Shore it's like no nah, the the weasel needs top billing the, that was the whole reason why they made the movie was to get the weasel into it the fucking the, the, they can't even be honest with yeah. I, I I can't understand that fucking uh, yeah it, it's uh, basically fucking Disney basically yeah. everything they say Disney's about low T everything yeah. people say about fucking the big company fucking they're owning everything now well, fucking, they're getting too big. What if they're fucking? Uh, we we need to break them up. We need to break them up. When communism wins, when communism wins, we'll oh. tell them. We'll tell them one day. Communism has already won. Let's be honest with it. Exactly. Oh yeah. But uh, but no, like it, it's it's weird because like I mean like um you know we we're talking like it's a mixed bag, but it's at the same time it's just like the premise is so great and the cast is so great. It's just. The execution was a little clunky. It's still a must-see, I think, for anybody. Like, I would still recommend the movie to anybody big time. It's quiz-essential 90s. You know, like, like too, like, I I remember I saw this movie at a little theater with, uh, I think my mom took me and, like, one or two friends. And, like, 
I this was probably the most perfect movie to go see with your buddies when you're like 12 or 13 years old. You know what I mean? Exactly. Let fucking let's go watch Brendan Fraser, Paulie Shore, Megan fucking Ward, and then some mm-hmm. guy that was on that fucking Goonies movie. Well, let's just yeah. watch that and get covered in cane and just fucking watch that <laughs> exactly. shit. Exactly. Fucking lay down in a pool of our own cum, just fucking chill watching. See no man. Fucking, I used to ask kids in fifth grade to come over, fucking just watching see no man and drown in a pool of our own cane. Uh, I made a lot of friends that way. It, it's good shit. This movie brought us together, and I'll, I'll cherish that shit. So, Polly Shore had a song out at the time <laughs> that he would do at his, like, like it was already out by the time uh, uh, Encino Man came out. It came out, like, a year before. But I just want to, like, read the intro in the first, like, you know, before it hits the chorus. And it's like, it's just so freaking weasel, man. It was on his Polly Shore, The Future of America CD tape. Quintessential it, listening. Quintessential listening. Yeah, so it starts out with, like, he kind of just starts out talking. He's like, yo, man, this is a song about a girl, bro, that came out to Hollywood to make it from the farm. She's totally fresh. Maybe. Maybe she's from Atlanta, the Midwest. You know, she's milked cows, though. She's totally clean. It's called Lisa Lisa, the one I adore. And I just, when you hear this song, I just always remember this opening part where he goes, I'm a stony, crusty dude with a mop on top. My melon's fully tweaked, but I'll never stop. So I'm trying to wheeze the nugs from coast to coast. The ones with the cones are the ones I dig the most. Oh, God. He's dropping bars. (laughs) Bars. So, like, pretty much, if you if you watch Encino Man, like, the whole basis of Polyspeak is crusty, stony, melon being tweaked, nugs, and then for boobs, he always used cones. But did you notice, like, they had to clean it up for Encino Man? He, do, he They don't let him say cones for the girl's breasts. All of a sudden, he the did. girl's breasts he are said, nugs. He said it like, one time. Like, he switches time. it. He said oh, it one he? time. He, he said, said I think he said he likes your cones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I do remember saying that. But when he talks about, like, because uh, Sean Aston, when he saw him on Being Greedy at the beginning of the movie, he's like, oh, we get some fundage, and you can, you can weave some uh, older nugs by a pool, whatever. So they, they they decided that Sean Aston saying it made it a fucking PG-13 or an R. Yeah. They said, yeah. if you have fucking Stoney say it, it's a PG. Yeah. Fucking the, Which, the, with their double standards at the MPAA. Yeah, it's... Let me let me look at the poster. I can't remember if this was PG or PG thirteen. I was gonna bring this up to you sometime too. When communism wins and we win, like, should we just get rid of the fucking MPAA and just say, fuck, oh yeah, we're gonna we're what if we say fucking like, oh, the government is gonna control and the government is the best thing to control because we guarantee free speech. So right away, fucking, you get to do whatever you want. Fucking, uh, you want to put uh, uh, you want to put me having sex with uh, Mac in your movie. Fucking, we'll do it for free, and it'll be rated PG. Exactly. And and it will be the sequel to Lightyear. Exactly. Fucking, we're gonna big calm. It's happening. Very low T. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I always had a problem with the MPAA because they they cut out all the best parts of the horror movies in the eighties and nineties, which like for some reason all that footage is lost forever. But I think late, lately the biggest stupid thing the MPAA did was they shortened their name from the Motion Picture Association of America to the MPA to the Motion Picture Association, and the reason being is they did not want to uh, be um, unwelcoming to 
other countries and they didn't want to be nationalistic and they didn't want to be patriotic towards America. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you don't want to piss off other countries with your ratings, whatever. So what other countries do you do the ratings for? <laughs> Zero, only for America. Wait, so there's the Motion Picture Association now for no reason. Exactly. Uh, I, also, too, I just I thought... Uh, all, like uh, it just hit me too. Like plus, once we're the communist uh, the government, we're controlling the fucking the movie, the ratings. Then we can start uh, slipping in all of our messages to, for people to do our bidding too. Like it works out in our favor both ways. Exactly. I'm I'm excited because we're running. Well, I was like we could do that. We could be those like fucking one of those uh, satire uh, fucking the groups that we could run every year. <laughs> yeah. Every year yeah. we're allowed. <laughs> Like like those fake things where they just run just to run. What's yeah. that guy? Uh, fucking the guy with the boot on his head. <laughs> Vermin, oh, I don't know. Vermin I haven't Supreme. seen him. Vermin Supreme. Uh, Chad. Like I just I don't know. Like I just obviously there's been this groundswell to get a Pauly Shore like comeback. I just want to see like a movie where he's like the man, like the middle aged manager of a Taco Bell, but he's still trying to be like the weasel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There. What was that fucking? Uh... There was a show that was on like TBS for like one season where it was all about him running the comedy store. He was like, because he runs the oh, oh yeah, I manage the comedy store. My mom owns it, and I I work there. And I, I there was like on Showtime. There was like there was a documentary about it, but I don't really remember like a show about it on TBS. I want to say it was on TV. It lasted one season, and uh, I I loved Paulie Shore at the time. I was like, fuck it, I wanted to make a comeback. I want fucking Son in Law too, because uh, Paulie Shore's Dead just came out. And I was like, I want that comeback. Fucking uh, you know, wipe it off my mouth, fucking Polly, and uh, fucking basically, yeah, I was just like, uh, I was all excited, and uh, I I didn't even watch it, fucking I I, uh. I forgot it was coming on or something. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad fan. I'm a bad fanboy. He's got so many credits. I'm trying to scroll through to find it, and there's so much crap. Like I, yeah, he's can't even find it. Fucking, he's definitely he's still working. He's still working. He's not. Oh, yeah. That's why I still does stand up. St- yeah, he still does stand up comedy. Not in movies is what I mean when I say he's still working. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, I guess that's it. What you got going on on BTM, baby? Fucking, we, we don't know what we're doing next. Fucking, we we like to win, baby. We like to win, baby. I I, I swear I've said that before when you've asked me that same question. <laughs> What? Because usually I'll I'll get you on to do movies and then I'll find out you already did it. Did you guys already do Encino Man on Behind the Mask? We did. Fucking. See, I knew you did. How how long ago, baby? Yeah, that was one of the first ones I think we did. Fucking like within really? the first year or two. Like what? Six seven years. It was ago, so long like ago that? that it was uh, whenever the show didn't have video, so so technically we mm-hmm. could do it again. Fucking. Because we got a video now, we, we've used that as an excuse to redo movies. Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes, like, people, and I've, I've had people do it with me, too, and I totally don't mind, but, like, like people will, like, do your show, and then they'll be like, oh, like, either if you do a commentary, they'll be like, can I, like, air that later on my show? Okay. Like, I kind of want to do, like, a BTM, like, tie-in, or, like, where we, where we do that. Like, we do a commentary for a movie. Yeah. And then, like, literally the same week, like, uh, that BTM releases it, we release it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Movie Graveyard releases it. But, like, we don't share, like, the file. We just record it twice. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's a, I don't know why. Like, I guess that's just like my, you know, stupid thinking. But I always think that would be like the best joke to play. <laughs> I, fuck, a lot of people on YouTube do that whenever they're streaming other streamers. I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense. Fucking the, yeah. fucking the most people probably wouldn't even think it's funny. They just think it's just yeah. like that. They just think yeah. it's normal. Yeah. And you know my, the the other. Uh, you know, severely an, a stupid idea I've always had is I want to do like the movie Graveyard, how we pretty much do a commentary every show. Mm-hmm. I want to do audio. I want to start a new show where we do an audio commentary for our movie, but every single episode is just a commentary for the same movie. Hell yes! I think I think we have mentioned that too. We were like, "Fuck, we should we should do yeah. a, a fucking a Three Ninjas." The commentary every year fucking yeah. for some reason even though it's a movie that we love but then we acknowledge that like once the fuck like can we all acknowledge as as a human race species that fucking like uh once the the bur- the burglars are out of the movie the movie's just fucking over like nobody cares anymore of th- uh, three ninjas yeah yeah okay once the those Three bull, uh, burglar guys, they're the real three ninjas. The, that's who the movie's about. Like, fucking, we thought it was the kids all along, but they're the real reason we showed up. Isn't there something weird, too, with three ninjas where, like, they made the sequel first, but then they, like, shelved it and then shot, like, a new movie to be the first movie? Yeah, they, they, they made, uh, right away after Three Ninjas came out, they got the original cast. They made a sequel called Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. It was literally, like, the next year. And it was mm-hmm. like, I guess they realized it was such a shitty movie that they were like, we don't want to put this out. We are going to wait because we want to make this a franchise. We think we can mm-hmm. really, really milk this. Because <laughs> they saw Dollar Size for the Freedom. Like, even the, the yeah. first movie put on the cover, like, fucking Home Alone and Ninja Turtles meets one movie. <laughs> it's like, when you're a kid, you're just like, hell yes. So they're like, oh, yeah. they didn't want to put out Knuckle Up Sega, so they put out. I think it's a good move. I think uh, Three Ninjas Kickback is actually yeah. better uh, than the original Three Ninjas, maybe even by a little. You, you know what's funny, too, is they did the same thing with Chuck Norris missing in action. They made two movies back-to-back, part one and two, like on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then the, the distributor guy, he was like, producer, he was like, but part two's better. He's like, if we release part one first, it will bomb, and then it will be like we won't have a franchise. So let's release part two. So like, those movies came out real close to each other. So like, everybody was confused, and they're like, no, no, the second one's just a prequel. I'm like, no, it was just the first movie. Well, that should be how we do it all, because like fucking, yeah. they say the the original's always the best. Let's test that. Let's fucking let's show yeah. them the sequel first and see. Like, don't even uh-huh. tell them. We're gonna see yeah. if that's true. Fucking liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you have nothing to promote. I love that. I love when somebody comes and they have nothing to promote. Oh, like like yeah. I, I guess I could mention that me and Mac we're officially thinking about changing the name of the show. From 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 what to what? What is the original name of the show? Fucking Mac is actually the word we're thinking about changing mm-hmm. it to Came Gang. <laughs> Well, I don't know about you, you like, you kind of blew my mind the other night when I showed you the, the lifestyle of the Demogorgons, and you said it was the original covered in cake. Exactly. 
Okay. It, basically, uh, originally we thought well, we should be the covered in came gang, but then I was uh-huh. like, "Fucking, let's just shorten it to came gang because then it's completely uh, nobody knows that it means anything dirty, and like, yeah. fucking, it'll it'll just be funnier whenever they find out what we mean when we say it." Yeah. <laughs> what, what what sucks though is because. Because of how uh, fucking language evolves and memes kind of become a new thing, I can see it like retroactively kind of biting us in the ass. Like, oh, that's dirty. Came. Yeah. Like, I just got to hope that other people don't just start saying, like, I'm going to came and and shit like that. (laughs) Like, hopefully, like, enough people don't listen to us and uh, pick up on it. Yeah. So the first Polly Shore movie we covered was Biodome. And it was a huge hit, like way more, like pretty much triple the downloads of what a normal episode we get. Like, mm-hmm. what what do you think we're going to do with this one? Is it going to be probably quadruple the downloads of the other show, of other episodes? I or think what? I think we're about to uh, wake up a sleeping giant. All the polyheads have been fucking um, uh, sleeping. They've been waiting for us to fucking come out with the next poly uh, Kino Cuisino, and they are fucking they they are chomping at the bit. I think fucking. This is gonna be. This is gonna break the internet, as they say. It's gonna be like the Kim Kardashian ass pick or whatever that was. Mm. With oh the the one where she put the bottle of champagne on her ass like a shelf and then it shot the cork up over her head. Fucking by like magic. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I think you're right. I think we're definitely gonna break the internet with this. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, Zach. Thanks for bringing your vast wealth of Polly Shore knowledge. Exactly. And wisdom. Until next time, we'll see you again soon in the movie graveyard. Dog. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Dog. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Yo, what's up with Dollar Shave Club, bro? It's the best. They send you razor. I want to know why razors are expensive. Why do you think they're expensive? Because razors, what? They have all this unnecessary technology like vibrating handles, 19 blades, a laser pointer, uh, a a compass, thermometer, all these back scratchers. Like, you don't need any of that, right? I don't need any of that. What I need is a good razor blade. Where can I get one? That's what Dollar Shave Club is, bro. I was sick of paying for those nose gray shave. That's why I I made the switch to what? DollarShaveClub.com. And uh, you want to make sure you go on DollarShaveClub.com slash shore. Make sure you get a great deal on some great razor blades. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's a little... Oh, and they deliver them right to your place, right? With grooming, supplies. They give you a free handle and they mail out the razors every month yeah, or every other month. Yeah, it just shows up because every, you always got to shave, dude. It's Shaving is important because if you shave, you look good for the what? Ladies, bro. The ladies, bros. So stop squeezing weeks out of the shave of a full, dull razor and start treating yourself with a fresh, fresh blade. Shave anytime you want. Believe me when I tell you it's what? DollarShaveClub.com forward slash shore. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash shore so you can get the discount. Yeah, and the blades are fantastic, okay? So just upgrade to uh, upgrade to a smarter way to shave, right? And like like Jesus said, you, you know, 
you get to you don't need to deal with all that stuff. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash shore. Yeah, stop being cheap and squeezing extra weeks out of your razor blade. Just get them delivered every month, every other month. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash shore. Thanks, bro. Say something in Espanole. Hey, get razor blados. No, in Espanole. Oh, Because um, there's I, a lot of Spanish people that need to shave too, bro. That's right. And some Jewish people too. Whoa, it works whoa, out. whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Resurate. Later. <laughs>